Hi, everybody. This is Ken Brockman. It's really not. This is actually Mark, and this is The Shot Pod, episode 74. 74! It's episode 74! You gotta say it properly, son! I'm Alex Cabot, and I'm straight off the streets! Nah, this isn't Alex Cabot. You know what this is? It's Hard Mike. I'm from the clink, and I'm here to tell you that you need to listen to The Shot Pod and obey the law. Whatever that was. <laughs> How'd you manage to get it all over? <laughs> and that's why we put foam on the mics. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I was you're trying to crack my. You're Tahiti treats. Like, I just. Flora sticky. So yeah, I cracked my Tahiti treat, and it did make a little bit of a. With what I just said, I realized afterwards I'm like I'm gonna have to edit that out. And I was thinking. Uh, with the last episode, I had to edit so much, and then, then I was like, yeah, I'm like, we got to watch the language for the first half hour, even from saying the R word that your buddy turned into. I'm like, we can't even say Aha! that. We, we can't even we, say we that? We can't even say that on YouTube. You're so not like, wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. Yeah. We can't say anything, really. Yeah. We're, like, we're going we're gonna to work. against their policies. So we're in trying to clean up, uh, like, that's going to say, I, I just, and then whank. <laughs> it's inter- it's it's inter- it's interesting um, that policies change changing with big companies like that because uh, I believe Twitter made a pretty big change recently. Did, did they not just change CBC to something? What did they do? What did they do? Tell me what they did, Mark. What so did Elon uh, Musk bought Twitter and he's doing crazy cool stuff. Yeah. So CBC uh, forever has just been blue check marked as in confirmed for what they were. Well, Pierre Polyev sent out uh, a note saying, well, it's technically government-funded media, so, I mean, it should be labeled as such. And, and Elon did it. And Yeah, and it was definitely done. Liberals hated that. They're like, oh, my God, it is not. But, like, Trudeau's literally on record as saying, hey, we spent, like, $24 million. Now, this is a very important conversation, to be honest, and the reason that I wanted to really kind of get you to talk in detail about what happened is because this is part of the... You, uh, you're, like I don't, I'm trying. I don't want to be mean, but there's a very good chance if, if you're listening, you're stupider than whoever's in the government manipulating me, you right now. Like, let's be honest, you're probably not as good as that. And so this is part of that. Is a lot of people think the CBC is a company that's unbiased, right? Yeah. A, probably. I bet you, if you asked the average Canadian, you just walk down the street, which we will be doing this summer. The shop pod will be on location with our battery powered pack here, doing these types of things, and just said. Is CBC publicly funded or a profit agency? None of them would know. Nobody would know. They would be like, ah, uh, they make they, prof- Dep- they make profit, right? Depends. If you're conservative, if you're conservative, you know, because I mean, yeah, you're probably right. But I, just, I think even a conservative Canadians, for the most part, probably be like, ah, uh, they'd have to think about it for a second. So it's and this is kind of part of the removing the shroud. You know what I mean? Like because the liberals are like, oh, why would they? Why why would you want to change? CBC and say that it's government funded when you're set, when, when right currently it's it's not, and and they're they're playing it off like this isn't a big deal. Oh, it's just a a little blue check mark. It means look, who cares? Do whatever you want, kind of. And it's like, but it's actually really really important. It's yes. very important because that's part of the wool being pulled over the average Canadian's eyes, where you don't know where your money is going. Your money's just going to. Like, we were talking about the money that went to the Ukraine and then the Bitcoin thing, and it was all, like, it was basically money laundering and embezzlement, 
with money that was taken from the government. So that's why you should, this is an important thing to know about, and you should understand like whether CBC is publicly funded when they're on Twitter talking about things, you know, saying, this is news, here's news, consume this news. Why should I consume this news? Who told you to make me consume this news? Oh, the government did. Now I know. Now yeah. I know. Because before it said government funded whatever on the page, you didn't know. You're like, oh, these are unbiased, real journalists, people with integrity. Like, you're assuming all these things, and none of them are true. Yeah. And if you work for CBC and you're listening to this or you know someone who does, I want you to take offense to this. I don't like you. Yeah. We don't like you. You are a part of the problem, okay? Yeah. And now, a part of the solution to that problem, which is you, CBC, <laughs> Is letting the world know that you are in the pocket of yeah. Mr. Trudeau and anybody else that he's decided to, you know, take advantage of. I almost said something offensive. We had to pick <laughs> out. But, you know, you're, you're definitely on his side of things. And, and that at this point, I hate to do it because only a Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> but, like, if you're not with me, you're my enemy. It's getting to that point, is so, it not? A little bit? So the... the a big prime example of uh, their fake news would be their coverage of the convoy. Even if, yes. even if you hate the convoy and you're against the convoy, you watch the way they reported on it, saying like, "Oh, they they defamed the the military statue, monument statue." Yep, yep, yeah, yep. Which they didn't do. Nope. And there's literally videos of them shoveling around it and paying respect. Yep. To try, try, and taking if somebody did come by and throw a scarf on it or something, would taking it off, taking yeah. care of it, so that it doesn't look good on them. Another one was the ambulance. They were saying that they were blocking emergency services from getting to people, and they even reported on a specific incident of a person that passed away in an ambulance because they couldn't get to their destination. Upon Now, of course, in the moment, on the day CBC says this, it's, oh, God, the convoy is keeping people from surviving. Like, they're killing people. When A couple days later, when no one's paying attention, they're like, a couple days ago, us here at the government-funded CBC, they don't say that, but I am, yeah. the government-funded CBC said that, that an ambulance, you know, someone died in an ambulance because they couldn't get somewhere. That is, that is false. We've actually found out that that ambulance was nowhere near any of this action, and there was nobody in their path whatsoever, and they died of natural causes on the way there due to injuries already sustained. But oopsie-daisy, but it's after the fact. It's after the fact. It's yeah. two days later. You've done the damage of ruining the reputation's convoy and creating that that uh, help me out, Mark. The, like the divide, creating yes. the divide that you want, and the illusion that it's a bad thing. You know what I mean? So they've already yeah. done the damage. You know, no one's going to listen back and go, "Oh, they lied." You know, and that's and that's why I think it was important to label them what they are: propaganda. Basically, I'm a, if if you're if you're uh, if you want to consider yourself of uh, of that that intelligent plane that we're trying to get to. You know, we're all one, and we're all understanding that we're we should be in this together, and that the people with with a lot of money right now are the are the enemies, not each other. You know what I mean? Whether we're trans or black or whatever we're arguing about or whether we're on Bud Light cans or whether we're, we're you know what I mean, w or whether we're going down to the gun shop to take out some Christians. Whatever it is that you're doing, you need to calm down and we need to be in this together and get along. And if you want to be on that plane, then you need to understand that government-funded media equals 100% propaganda. It is propaganda. It's not propaganda-like it's not influenced by some propaganda. It is 100%. You got to understand. If it says government funded media, it is it's there to lead you in in such a direction that you believe a certain thing. Yeah. That's its purpose. It's not this isn't my opinion. This isn't me and Mark saying, "Oh, this is how we feel." That's what it is. And and you can look up what look up propaganda in the dictionary. Go look on Wikipedia. Read the history of propaganda. Look at Nazi propaganda. 
That's the biggest one. I mean, they convinced an entire planet that the Jews and the blacks were all evil somehow. They literally did that. Good, like That's insane. But they did it, and they did it through government-influenced media. Yeah. With propaganda. Now, they call it propaganda in the history books, right? When you were a kid and they were talking about how, you know, Austria was taken over and Hungary was invaded, what did they say? They said the propaganda. That's the word. That's the big yeah. word in all the textbooks. You see that word right now? You don't see that word out there. Does yeah. CBC say thanks for watching our propaganda tomorrow on our propaganda? No, they don't say that. They say, they don't even say government funded. Like, we had to force them to say that. So anyways, I know I'm doing most of the talking here, but I, I, that's why it's important. Like, that's why me and Marco want to talk about this, and I wanted him to tell about what it is, because it's these little nuances, like just saying government funded, that are changing. Like, that's, it's, a, it's a huge narrative change. Yep. And props to our boy Elon for saying, F you, Canada. You don't get to make your own rules. Yep. You're government funded, and you're going to get called what you are. <laughs> and I, I can respect that. That's yeah. cool because they don't want it. Like, well, please don't. Can you? Uh, can we keep lying to people? And then Elon's yeah. like, nope, sorry. Well, so, something that drives me crazy in regards to CBC and and uh, this push for Canadian content with C11 is is the fact that I mean I'm already starting to see it in regards to like the 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 YouTube ads. Yep. Now YouTube ads. I mean I you see tons of ads that are just bs anyways that and and every time i see an ad i'm like i'm not gonna buy this product just because of this ad. is that a thing i think that's a across the board thing like they when they put up an ad and you're like you know what i'm specifically like let's say it's a it's a it's an ad for toothpaste i'm gonna buy if it's an ad for arm and hammer i'm getting crest just because you advertised to me <laughs> like I, I i gotta buy toothpaste right <laughs> so i'm gonna specifically go out of my way to pick a brand i have not seen advertised to me yeah. because i'm so annoyed yeah now i want to ask you a quick question though if the ads and i think we're getting to this i believe that we're on our way there if the ads were quite uh, much more specifically geared like for instance in my for me i would turn my phone on and every youtube video would have an ad for uh guitar or a Sonic game, or a Star Wars thing, right? There's, I've got I've got a pretty vast number of things that are going to get my attention. Not very many of those end you, up in my YouTube, but you they will eventually. You always have uh, permission to turn that off, because that's them digging into your information. I know, and I've turned it all off, and yet still... I mean, it could just, in which case, it might be just listening to you talk. <laughs> oh, it definitely is. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 me and my girlfriend have had specific talks about Hey, uh, uh, I don't want to know. <laughs> no, we've had specific talks about like we were talking about. I, you know, I, I, I talked about this on the show. This is my giveaway. For anybody out there that wonders if your phone's listening to you, I can 100% confirm through a personal story that it does. It's a quick, quick, quick one. I was working for Crown. I was working for the forklift company, but they don't call them forklifts. They call them trucks. Yeah. Lift. So I was constantly saying, oh, we got to grab this truck. We got to get that truck, 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 truck. Truck came out of my mouth constantly. Not the word forklift, even though I was getting a forklift license, working for a forklift company and getting into the forklift trade. My phone tried to get me into trucking coach. My phone tried to sell me trucks. I had nothing but ads for Chevy trucks. Trucks, trucks, trucks. Marketplace, look at this truck. Kijiji, hey, have you seen the trucks? It, it's listening! 100%. <laughs> I never typed trucks in here. Why would I type trucks? I typed forklift. I was looking forklift license, forklift company. I always use the word forklift. Yet it did nothing but advertise trucks to me, so it's definitely listening. Yeah. It is 100%. And that... I was only there for three months, and it still tries to sell me a truck. I didn't work on trucks. I worked on forklifts. They just don't call them that. Yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but anyways, that's how I knew. That's how I was like, okay. But 
Would you be more apt to buy things if it was just like, if you turned all those settings off and all it was was advertising for like Evil Dead and other Xbox related things and podcast equipment and guitars and thrice tickets? Like uh, if that's all I it will, advertised, would you be more apt to sit around and watch the ad? If there's something that interests me, I'm more apt to look into it rather than go buy an ad. So, so Road was actually at a, a NAB conference in Los Angeles. So Rode is the company that made um, our last uh, piece of equipment. That as we well as this mic To here. make the podcast. Yes. Um, so just so you know, they're a company, R-O-D-E. They're just an electronics company. Yeah. And, uh, and so they were at this uh, NAB conference in, uh, in L.A. And in this conference, they, they showcase like so many new items. And I was just like, I want that. I want that. I, I want, want that. that. And I want no, that. No, you know what do I do? I turn into the Finding Nemo seagulls. Yeah. Mine. 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 My mine. 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 Everything I just want yeah. needs to be mine. Yeah. That's what I turned into. So they, they're actually coming out with a, a minier, a smaller version. A minier. A minier. A small okay. That is a new shot pod dictionary word. <laughs> yeah. Minier. Yeah. Uh, so a Your penis isn't small, honey. <laughs> it's just minier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So a minier version of uh, of the road cat uh, the road roadcaster uh, yeah the roadcaster pro two and rather than having four channels on it it's two, two. channels it's uno dos yes but it still has like the the sound pads and all that stuff so I'm like oh so it's a more affordable unit from their one that's how many months out. before one of those channels cuts out you think. <laughs> I'll know. be honest. I didn't have a great experience know. with it. I feel like oh, yeah. we. I felt like we were very nice to that equipment, and we didn't get much. Now, the, your mic, on the other hand, fantastic. Yeah, and uh, you're quite happy with it. Do you yeah. record vocals with that mic when you're cutting your yep. musical tracks? Yep. Do you change any settings? Add some compression. Uh, well, that'll be uh, in a post situation, yeah. not in a current. Okay, I just cur just curiosity. So I, is mine? A, no, mine's a um a zoom. Yeah, mine is a zoom. But either way, um. The point is, is that this company? Uh, what was the, what were you talking about? Road? They were they got the smaller one. Yeah, so they got the the smaller Roadcaster Pro, as well as uh, they've got like a streaming unit as well, and uh, they they re-released uh, the pod mic to make it a, a USB mic as well as XLR. Oh, so it's that got USB is and cool. <laughs> 3.0 USB yeah. and then XLR, which is balanced. Yeah. Now and is USB is USB balanced? Hear me out. Like I'm just curious. I because when I went to school for music, they weren't talking about USB yet. I was it was like 15 years ago. So I believe uh, through the preamps and stuff, they've they've tweaked it. It must balance in 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 something because yeah. it itself is not. Because if you take your your oh, I've had some USB mics and they were like really really quiet. No, I'll do the noise. It sound it basically sounds like. <laughs> in the background, you're like, uh, so you talk while I'm doing that. Uh, what kind of mic is this? I want my money back. Why did I buy this thing? <laughs> <laughs> like it, it does. It's got this like constant, and that's the sound of the. It's it's kind of fun to think about, but that's physically you're hearing the sound of electricity traveling through uh, magnetic bonds that turn it into audio. It's yeah. a cool way. It's cool how the science works. But the, people, a lot of people. Well, they. I mean, USB mics have been out so long now that they've been perfected to get rid of that noise. that's kind of what i was asking yeah. so they have so done. but uh i cool still would thing. always use the xlr gun but head. a cool thing with uh the the usb slash xlr combo mic is that with the roadcaster pro 2 as well as this new minier version <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, you can that. actually use the usb plug it into the usb c on the unit to right. save a channel so the usb will act as a separate channel alone. that's clever i yeah. like that that's clever that's the type of stuff that like when i was sticking 
cards in the back of my computer into PCI slots so I could have Firefox on a PC or Firewire on a PC, and I couldn't get the drivers, and I gave up and just like th- those moments when I go, I wish I, sh- I wish I could just wake up ten years later. Like they've made it so easy. Even the fact that you've got a guitar amp that you are now using for monitor to listen to your music, and then also as an interface, like it's it's insane. It's yeah. insane. Like. Do you know how many hours it took me to get my first PreSonus? I think it was like the, they called it a PreSonus US-122 or something like that. It was the first two-channel. Actually, I'm lying. It was a single channel. It was a single channel. He, li- he just lied to everybody, folks. Yeah. It was a single <laughs> channel, and it was called an M-Box. And it oh, was yeah. the only thing. Remember the M-Box? Yeah. And it had, it, was, it had a Pro Tools LE disc in it. And I like it took me two weeks. Two weeks. Gosh darn weeks, Marcus! <laughs> His name's not really Marcus, but either way, two gosh darn weeks just to install drivers and get this damn thing to play some monitor, just to play back what I was plugged into without going like, meh, meh. Damn it, why is Oh, there- the latency, meh. oh. I got it set to 44K, this is 44K, that's 40K, okay? What? WTF, WTF? Oh, there it is, it's 96K in this menu, my bad. Yeah. Like, that <laughs> stuff just went, di- and then you go to export it, and it's like, <laughs> you're like, why does this sound like garbage? Well, because when you exported it at 96 with one of the ISO compressors, the rest of them ran at 44, and they ruined your whole child. God, God, I'm selling my stuff! <laughs> this is why people pay producers. This is like, yeah. literally. So, that was a quick example of what happens when musicians try to make their own records. <laughs> Listen to a freak out, it just made me think of Joe Pesci in Home Alone. <laughs> that was a good actually that was a close very similar to that was that the, the hot handle yeah, was that yeah. what he did that, yeah. that, 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 was yeah. it similar yeah. as well as just when he's screaming Damn. as well as when he's screaming you throw one more paint can down at me <laughs> <laughs> yeah man I, you know what I got it I think this Christmas it's been time I need to do a, a Home Alone rewatch through like the first three because the second one when New York was dope <laughs> I really liked that one <laughs> yeah. it was classic it was the one where you saw Trump in the lobby of, mm-hmm. of his hotel or something very cool but they removed that oh did no they, they did. edited that out they did that was in the original just that's not a cutscene of, just because of Trump arrangements just, just because he became the greatest president ever that's too yeah. bad that's so right sad. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I wish he. I mean, they were so. I I wish he grabbed me by my. uh, Never mind. Sorry. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) so you can get away with saying offensive things without actually being offensive, right? 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 I I saw it. I'm not kidding. I I I think I made a joke earlier today. No, I was talking to somebody else. Wasn't you? Sorry. I was talking to somebody about how a friend of mine said something really racist online and didn't like. Nobody noticed. Like everybody continued the comment and just answered his question. I was like, oh my god, you people are so stupid. You don't even know that. You people. What do you mean? No, but the people that were (laughs) answering. Yeah, the people that were answering the comment. I was like, you guys are. Like, do you not see the racism in the original comment? He said, um, it was a Ben Shapiro comment, and he said, where's his funny little hat? Oh, yeah. And, I, and that's, that's, that's racist and offensive. Yeah. Bottom line, like, I'm not a, uh, about Judaism. Like, I'm not, I'm not into it, but, like, you, it's like you call the yarmulke. And to say anything, other, to call it a little hat, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I did it in grade 10. I called it a, a little hat to somebody who was a friend of mine who was Jewish, and he's like, dude, I'm not going to be rude, but, like, that's not okay. Like, it's, it's kind of a big deal to us. There's a, and the fact that you see Ben Weird in every goddamn video he's in says that he's clearly very passionate about that part. So, uh, yeah, he, he's, like, he's missing his little hat, and somebody was, like, making other comments, but talking about where it could be, or maybe it was a certain, maybe left it here. And I'm like, you guys realize just by talking about his little hat, you're all garbage, right? Yeah. Like, what's wrong? That's okay, though. That thread is on Facebook, and it's not been removed. 
But if you say the word trans, all of a sudden it's flagged and tagged and gets taken down because I posted that one with the tuba that says trans propaganda. Yeah. And it was like me just trying to go about my day. And I got a ban. Yeah. yeah. So did my mom for making a comment. Oh, uh, yeah, buddy. I'm not kidding. For that picture. Now, that's, that's the level of, I can't say it, that's the level of insanity yeah. that's happening right now in the online world. So it's, honestly, like there was, I knew, if this is, and this is, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to still be alive. Like I really wish a comment had just clipped me in the head like 10 years ago because everything in 2008 and nine, I was like, man, the internet's really taken over. Like in 10 years, <laughs> I can see, no, I mean, it had already taken over, but at that point it was like the online shopping was coming in. You know, flip phones were gone, so now the smartphones, it was like everyone had a smartphone, even your grandpa. Yeah. Grandpa was on Facebook and Instagram. I was like, my literally my grandfather, Lawrence, who's now passed away. Rest in peace, Larry. Um, Gramps, miss you. Uh, like I, when he was on Messenger messaging me saying, oh, I like your videos, uh, uh, Super Sonic Auto. And I was like, yeah, it's this is the end. When my 76-year-old right-wing crazy psychopath conservative grandfather is like, hey, what's up? And is sharing like anti-Justin memes. You know what I mean? Like that's how I knew, okay, this is consumed, this has become too big. Yeah. And but I I feel like I was one of the only people, like I remember talking with my mom and probably I don't think you and I, you and I weren't tight back then, but like, or even knew each other. But I'm saying, like, if I had known you, I think you and I would have had this talk of. This is leading at right here. I knew this was going to happen. Like, I know, and it's hard to say because people are rolling their eyes right now. Sure, you did, Alex. But I really saw this coming. Like, I really did. It's part of why I'm not really like I don't have an Amazon account. Yeah, I don't. I've never purchased an item from Amazon under the name Alexander Cobbett. Uh, my mom has a, an account, and any girl I've dated has an account, and I'll say to them, this is what I want, and I'll leave transfer them the money. So basically what he's saying is if you've ever seen Demolition Man, he's the Dennis Leary. Yeah. He's avoiding what everybody is just and adapting to. And for me, I, I, and I've done that in every facet of my life, and, and, and a lot of people think I'm crazy, and that includes food and eating. I know it sounds silly, but like this fast, everybody, fast food, just order it, order it, or this shit. It's this stuff. It's, it's, it's constant. It's, it's everywhere. Cut it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's everywhere. And I've never jumped on board with it. I've never jumped on skip the dishes stuff. I never jumped on the, like, uh, this is a weird thing to say, but I never jumped on the, like, put that, you, that, that OBD thing in your car for ins car insurance so yeah. they can follow. Because everyone was like, oh, I'll have cheap car insurance. I was like, oh, they can follow you everywhere you go. Every time you touch the accelerator, they're watching. That's what I see. You see cheap car insurance. You're dumb. And 20 years ago, everybody was like, Alex, you're insane. Like you, it's, it's, a, it's, a little, it's a little thing. goes in your car. Who cares if they're watching you? Well, here we are, kids. Here we are. You care now, don't you? Now you're like, oh, I don't want them knowing all that. Digital currency, that sounds scary. How am I going to make tips at the bar with digital currency? How am I a hairdresser, a lady who's got... Uh, my, my wife does hair in the back of my house and she gets hundreds of dollars in cash tips from all her customers because they're her homies, they're her friends. They're people that are online, they're influencers. That lady, she can't, she doesn't want to see cash go bye-bye. Yeah, I, hate, I hate the whole... Uh, the, like it's so insane. I hate, but it starts with those little things I was talking yeah, about. Like I hate, the, I hate the, the idea of digital tips. So like... Uh, I've we talked really a tip is it yeah we've talked about with the company before that that I'm with um, that some people have an issue with tipping and and a lot of people do because like everybody's asking for tips these days well and then I'd mentioned well I'm in the service industry and when you're in the service industry quite often uh, you'll be asked for tips but tips I mean depending on what you're doing it's it's not necessarily an obligation. Well, you've said, not to cut you up, but you've gotten some tips in your yes, industry. Yes, So, And they've been really nice ones sometimes. Yes, but I've gotten cash tips, and then I get... What about a, 
want to hand you out back of the place yeah. after you're done. No, yeah. never? Yeah. Not once? Yeah. Oh, sorry, so Tavares I've, here. You can't yeah. tell me that story. So I've gotten uh, <laughs> cash <laughs> tips, but then I've also got... If it was a dude, would you be mad? Okay, shh. <laughs> I've gotten cash tips, and then I've had to do the the, the digital through, yeah, 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 through yeah, the yeah. debit machine. Okay. And when it comes to that, that's all taxed. I was going to ask. Are they? Are, okay, so because, because I, now I, I need to know how, on, though. I need to know how. That I'm not sure. It's added on to my income, and it it all varies depending yeah, on that, the And this is get. what kills me right there. You said, I don't know. Yeah. You said, pardon me? Hairdressers, same thing. I was actually because I was talking to my friend Zach. Shout out, Zach. You know, it's like you can't. You can't make the the it's so many people's ink. I mean, I'm a mechanic. We all know Supersonic Auto. Until I went to do the forklift thing, was like, you know, my thing. And I'm I'm probably gonna be back at that. And dude, I, I mean, I don't want to talk a lot about it on air because it's nobody's business. But like a massive portion of my business was cash. I would not have survived the pandemic. Hell, I wouldn't have survived some of the crazy ex girlfriends that tried to put me in prison if I didn't have some cash put away somewhere. So that I could survive. And, dude, if you think a customer, when you're in their driveway fixing their car for them, is going to tip you the same way if you pull out your debit machine for them to do it, or if they pull you th a 20 and just give it to you and say, I appreciate you being honest with me about my clean, what, cleaning, cleaning my facility and or taking care of my car. Yeah. You know, like, though that disappears very quick, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to use the machine. It's a $5 tip now, not a $20 tip. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and then and in a couple of years, there's no tip at all. Yeah. Like... All those girls out there that like just the tip, and now it's gone. You know? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> See, you can't cut that. <laughs> Nothing wrong. I didn't say anything wrong. I just used words. But anyway, <laughs> I'm finding a way around this. <laughs> I am slowly but surely. Yeah, I, well, it's, it makes me think of uh, Dane Cook's old bit where he was talking about <laughs> he was at a place where he wasn't allowed to swear, and he's like, let's rock this mother father. Ah, and, uh, that's a good one. I almost thought yeah. you know <laughs> and then uh, And then he goes to uh, give the crowd the finger, and he's like, now they're going to blur these. And then, and then he's like, but he puts it over his face. He's like, now what? <laughs> now what are you going to ah, do? <laughs> I remember this. Oh, that's so clever. That's so clever. Um. Oh my God, we got rid of the crazy stuff right away. So, the, the, um, do you want to talk a little about the Bush Light thing or Bud Light thing now? Now that we're into this, into this talk, uh, we'll save that for after the video because I got a lot. Oh, okay, All right, yeah, yeah, we we got you t today. So, number one, just to give you a brief idea, I know we're a little bit in, but this is kind of what you're gonna can expect from this episode now that we've kind of gotten into it. Uh, we want to talk about a lot about what's going on with Star Wars. There's a lot of drama behind the scenes. There's a lot of uh, um, uh, excitement for this finale for Mandalorian on Tuesday. So, we want to talk about what to expect. Um, what's going on behind the scenes and some other things uh we definitely want to talk about the, the bud light thing uh, and what's been going on with the spokesperson with that and the controversy behind it um that's on the list what else, what else, what else, what else? i gotta talk about the, Mar the mario movie a little bit and how it's doing compared to the sonic movie and how i'm actually excited for sonic 3 because of things yeah so that's going to be a so those are all topics that are coming up but now let's so, get to, let's get to so, mark's okay, notes so blink 182 videos are popping up online for opening at coachella and oh yeah, I saw what just one of of yeah. Travis's. Oh my god, I can't stand this Kardashian BS. But like him kissing his wife and before, <laughs> before he, and then she's standing there in her billion dollar fur coat, I hey man, with her giant sunglasses and seventeen inch nails, <laughs> while he curls up on the kid, does his th little look at me, even though I make a billion dollars, yeah. I look like a crackhead. Then he turns around, and leaves the stage, and she's like, "Hi, hi baby, so, you're so good." So this is why I hope their plane goes. This down. is why I wouldn't pay for a blank ticket to see them live, not just because of the Taylor Swift inflation from scalpers, but uh, Tom DeLonge's voice out of the two singers throughout their entire discography, Tom had the better voice. It was, it was like, it I was, will fight you to the death on it, this, Mark. No, no, no. It it was the punk rock voice. 
Mark doesn't have a punk rock voice, and he still doesn't. He didn't, and he doesn't. Stop saying these things! <laughs> no. And anyways, I'm saying how the mighty hath fallen. La, la, la. I understand voice issues. I've still got uh, some myself going was on. always a bigger... Uh, personally, myself, I was always into Mark's songs more, but that's okay. And we, it, we love them both. And it limits my range and my singing ability, but in writing music, I have to take all that into consideration. Now, we've discussed him playing their older stuff, and there's even a video of Tom on TikTok of him trying to sing the verse in uh, yeah. Miss You. Where are you? Yeah. And, he, and he literally like goes, no, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So his struggle is real, and even him trying to sing their newer song, Edging, when I was watching this, and I was like, oh, man, he's he's struggling. Man. So Blink's albums are better than their live performances now. That's Be been a known thing for yeah. time. Before, they were filled with energy. No issues with his voice running back and forth all over the stage, and as Tom's voice started going... Big Day Out 2000. If you want to see Blink at their absolute peak, just search Blink-182, Big Day Out 2000, and yeah. you will see the greatest performance of a lifetime. And as Tom's voice started going, he started writing different styles songs neighborhoods the album little Name, more i would say that was the defining one because he'd been in angels and airwaves and broken blink up so he yeah. had about four or five years to kind of feel out where his voice needed to be again yeah so a little more than regular pop punk than they used to play and i love that album but i think neighborhood's could, one of the greatest albums you could ever. still hear his voice going matt skiba filled in for tom and made an album with uh with mark and matt and mark sounded made two albums. great live two albums two yeah he made uh the one with bored to death and then a record called nine uh, oh, I, that had um uh oh, Hank, this is gonna this is gonna bother me so much um oh, okay so bored to death the the album was called nine and the single bored to death was on California yeah but what's the what the next one was called nine and it had a single that was something about back in the day it was like a something about back in the day with the name of the song I'm trying to remember the title of it hey, hey Google what was the single from Blink oh all those are also on uh, California the extended edition. No, I really wish I hated you is definitely not. Yes. You should promise you it is. I don't want to argue, but either way. It's I have both of them at home, and the California yeah. Extended Edition has seven songs that definitely aren't on nine. They're totally different, including Parking Lot was one of the Extended Edition ones. Um, San Diego was one of them. Uh, yeah. But those are all from California sessions. They're totally separate. Nine was just on its own. It didn't have a bonus disc or anything. I think they kind of already decided that Buddy was going to be gone by then. And the only single, what was the single from Nine that I'm trying to remember, dude? Help me out. It was something about, like, back in the day. It talks about jumping over a fence and ripping his pants. <sighs> yeah, it, that, that, that's one of the lyrics. He's like, you know, I tried to jump the fence and fell again. God damn it. This is, good. This is really bugging me. I'm more mind farting, like, so live. Anyways. Okay. Uh, yeah. Either way, I'm just going to look this up right now. So what? Yeah, it's it's. Well, it's sorry, I yeah, already so forgot. Yeah, it was it was nine, but uh, like, I swear. Blame it on my youth is the song that I was trying to think of it's okay. called "Blame It on My Youth." But anyways, um, there wasn't a deluxe version of California, but it had parking lot and a, and a song called uh, Six Eight and another. You know what I mean? And that right. was its own thing. I have that too. Nine has was a totally different set of songs. So they did. How many songs is that? There's like. 12 on California. It's about yeah, 30 yeah, songs they yeah. wrote with, so, okay, with Matt. Yeah, so a couple albums. But when they when they were Did Tom cover any of those? No. No surprise there that they dropped all of that. Yeah. So when uh when Matt and Mark played, they sounded basically like the album. Minus Mark's vocal like Mark live, he doesn't have the same range. He'll try and it's a struggle. But yeah. But then when he records, he's able to edit that and they could pitch correct they pitch. and all that. And what I don't understand about Blink, like I know we're smiling, but like, dude, just tune down to DGC FAD and write <laughs> songs. You can sing the same way you used to. You just don't have to try so hard. Yeah. Like, 
I just don't respect them. I've lost all respect for them because they won't tune to E flat and play properly. <laughs> How freaking hard is it? We're done now? Okay. Yeah. How fucking hard is it to <laughs> tune to E flat, Tom, you dumb cocksucker? Did the aliens get to you? I don't think that's Tom. I think he found the aliens he was looking for and they went and they killed him and they went, let's send another one back. We can't let them know he found us. <sighs> to that to that same note. Uh, on the on the basis that like people have said like Eminem's a clone and yeah, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the video where he, him and Snoop are talking about the video still Dre yeah. with Dr. Dre? And, and he doesn't and, know, and he He's doesn't like, remember. Him I wasn't being in, in it. that video. Yeah, he, I I have. Yeah, I have. And then Dre has to look at him and like, remember we were on the beach and all this, and he doesn't remember. He never once says, "Oh yeah." He yeah. never. Now, mind you, the pills, bro. The pills. He was so on pills like he yeah. was on so he was doing everything man he was on vicodin he was on percocet he was on oxycodone oxycoset like um uh what help me out there's a, he's listed them in a song he's got a song where he's like this is what i do bro this is what i fuck with and uh it's on it's on relapse but yeah, no, yeah. it might have been that was what i thought but you're right it is kind of weird he doesn't remember and it's a, in a the big i mean it's a still dre music video might have been the biggest video of all time yeah i'm pretty sure it made a lot of money like, <laughs> yeah. and it was i mean can you think of a better? What video is better? Hey, but then Snoop's like, yeah, you were in it. You were like chasing girls and shit. And that's Snoop. <laughs> Snoop is like, how many brain cells right? has he fried? Exactly. He's probably smoking a joint at that moment, <laughs> frying more brain cells, being like, yo, homie, you don't know what's up. Let me tell you about this. It was June 16th, June 16th 1998, y'all know what I'm saying? Y'all were hanging on the beach. Your dick was hanging out. Remember that white boy? Remember that white Your dick. We had to tell you, yo, yo, Marshall, put your dick back. Remember that? Yeah, anyways. That's, that would be like, this is the best interview. I could watch Snoop do interviews and never stop. That and Plazanet Earth. They should just put him on a Plazanet Earth, Earth channel. An entire channel. Him describing just basic things. Just him watching people walk down the street. Well, Yo, people walking down the streets in New York City with Snoop Dogg right here. You, Yo, look at this guy right here with his cowboy. Hey, crazy man out right here. I mean. I can just listen to that all day. Just when Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg did their like narration to the Olympics. Oh. It was funny. I and like I love one it. of the funnier images of that was the fact that when it showed like uh, a wide angle shot of the the desk that they were sitting at, you could see Snoop's feet, but you couldn't see yes! Kevin Hart's. Yes! That, oh my god, remember that? that was classic. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And Snoop's tall. He's like a five yeah. set foot, isn't he? Damn it. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, okay, sorry. I don't mean to continue the news thing. Let's. I'm just trying to keep it light and funny for the first half hour. But yeah, we got lots of serious shit to talk about. Keep keep at me here. Okie dokie. The blink. So, we were on blink. We were rip, ripping on blink. It was kind of the topic we hit. Yeah. So what, do you think if they tuned to E flat, they would stop sucking? So what you're saying is, is that the Coachella performance was shit. Yeah. And. I think if, yeah, if, if they tuned I love blink. Lower. Let's just say it flat out. I love blink. I'm always gonna. I think you do too. Yeah. I mean, I know you're more of a hard rock guy, but you yeah. can't, you, they've been a big part of your life. You yeah. know, I definitely got through some suicidal thoughts listening to some blink records, you know, yeah. I made it. So I got to give the politically credit. though. It, it's so funny because uh, Mark and Tom I, I don't align yeah, politically at all, and and Tom, at all. And, and Tom just kind of politically retarded. He is. He's the dumb <laughs> leftist piece of shit. He really is. Hi guys. You know, it's pretty obvious which one of them grew up. Hi guys. Hi guys. I'm Tom DeLong. What's up? We got Tom on the show. I I wrote a song about getting kicked out of high school and I drank too many alcoholic beverages and it goes like this. Like, that's Tom. I'm, I'm Tom. I just became him. It's not hard to do. Where are you? That's probably more in key than 90% yeah. of his live performance. Oh, man. It was so funny. 97.7 Hits FM uh, radio station out in uh, St. Catherine. St. Saint Catherine's. They uh, they actually had a contest for people to call in to, 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 give, do the their, where are you? to give their best where are you. 
I should. I would have won. <laughs> I would have. Or I think you could pull a nest. Oh, can you give me one? Where are you? Oh, I just came everywhere. <laughs> Samara, get me a towel. Damn. <laughs> I'll be honest. I feel like I should be able to reciprocate a hello there, angel from my night. But I can't sing in B. <laughs> I can't. And I know that's all. Like as a, as a musician, I know you're gonna probably be like, man, why do I hang out with this guy? But like, I can't sing in B. I've tried. Uh, same with Slipknot's uh, Duality. Duality's in B uh, minor. That song's in B major. I can't do it. I don't know. I, I think I need a swift kick to the balls, or uh, I need to become one of these trans people, <laughs> or whatever needs to be done so that I can get that note because I can't sing in B. So anyways, Blink sucks, and I was really gonna go. Like I was. The closer it gets, the more I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. I don't think I'm going to do it. If it's that bad, I'm going to yeah. spend the whole concert going, really, Tom? Really? Like, yeah. And I don't think he wants to. down. No. How funny would that be? How funny? Somebody crawls up on stage, takes Tom's car, security comes at them, and he just takes the guitar and holds it like this. Stares at them like, I'll do it. I'll do it. And they, they go, okay, hang on. And then he just slowly takes each peg and knocks <laughs> it down, right? Knocks it down. Holds it up to his ear. They're all standing there like, like they're going to get him and he's just doing it. And then he very politely just goes, there you go, Tom. I've saved you. <laughs> and Tom grabs it and he sings in key for the rest of their career. Yeah. Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> That's the, in a multiverse he, this happens. He has a pretty cool guitar though. Oh, he'd have to go over to Mark and get his bass though or yeah. it wouldn't work. He'd have yeah. to knock the bass down too. <laughs> Otherwise it would just sound really, really bad. <laughs> sure, I forgot about that part. He's like, wait a minute, before I go, Mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's what we need. <laughs> oh, anyways, he does I, have a really cool guitar now. It's a uh, white body. He's got the Blink One Eighty Two art on it. Yeah, the, it the really happy cool. face with the yeah. triangles. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, I like the rabbit better. Personally, the rabbit is my favorite Blink piece of uh, piece of uh, like merch. It's the little rabbit. He's yeah. adorable. Yeah, yeah. That was like not. Excuse me, I'm burpy. That was a, a very. A very 90s thing for them, the, the rabbit thing. So I think that's why it's got some nostalgia yeah. moments for me. It's a very, uh, what's the first drummer's name? Scott. Very Scott. I'm going to stop doing that. A uh, very Scott style of thing to do. Also, um, did you hear um, Scott started another band and he was playing guitar and all this stuff for a little while? He's like a fucking nuclear physicist or something. Like he's a, no. he, he, didn't he go get like a crazy degree? I thought, <laughs> I don't know, maybe something to look into, but I thought Scott went and did some great, like he went to, he did do a band thing for a while, but he went to like university. Yeah, he's maybe, like a, maybe he's like, he's like an astrophysicist. Maybe now. it was like they'd appreciate my drinking more in university. Oh, <laughs> they, and they did. They did. Bro. Good choice, Scott. Yeah. At this point, I hope that like, Kim or whatever slutty Kardashian he married ruins Travis and they bring him back. As much as I think Travis is the greatest drummer alive, his he's politically like he's not even retarded. He he, he himself is retarded. Like there was a show called Meet the Barkers. Yeah. And if you watch that show, he is the stupidest man alive. <laughs> Travis Barker is the most unintelligent person I've ever seen on a television show in my whole fucking yeah. life. He's the greatest drummer ever. Like, I can't believe the math that goes through his head to play the drums as well as he does. It must take up 80% of his brain capacity, leaving only 20% for other basic things like talking and functioning <laughs> because he's the dumbest man I've ever seen. You, you see an interview with Travis? He's yeah. the stupidest dude. He's dumb. I wouldn't want to hang out with him. I wouldn't want to get an autograph from him. I want nothing to do with him. I'll watch you play drums. I'll fucking listen to your music. I'll support you because you are an amazing musician. But outside of that, I don't want to hang out with you at all. It's like one of the only guys that'd be like, yo, you want to hang out with Travis Barker? I'd be like, no, I'm okay. Can I watch him play? I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> that show turned me off. He's dumb as shit. 
and annoying and a really bad dad to his kids. I just couldn't stand watching the show. I was like, dude, this is you guys are glorifying people that have like fell down the stairs when they were kids. It's not cool. Yeah. I don't get it. But uh and then you got Tom who's super leftist and Mark who's I would consider more of a liberal, closer to right wing person probably. Yeah. He doesn't seem to get into a lot of politics or debates. He likes to keep to himself. I bet you he was one of those guys that paid a shitload of money for his doctor to say he was vexed. Because I'm not sure if you know this, but Joe Rogan says the amount of celebrity... I mean, how many people has Joe had on his show? Like, he, yeah. everybody who's everybody has uh, popped into Joe's show to, to shoot the shit. Even people he doesn't like that he gets into it with, right? Yeah. And, and, and he's asked a lot of them, you know, could you get back? Yeah, and they, the amount of them that say I spent like 100 grand to pay a doctor so that I would say I got vaxxed and I didn't. When you're a celebrity and you can do that, I bet you a million dollars Mark was one of them. <laughs> so... I want to I want to get into this. So in regards to Next. No, no, in in regards to the most punk rock stuff that Blink does create, that that's on Mark. That's what Mark does. He creates oh, the I'm more, glad that we can agree on stuff. something. Yeah. Uh and when COVID started, Mark wrote, damn it. He wrote this song called Quarantine and it's yeah. probably the most punk song that Blink has. Like it it was amazing. I, I love that it. song. I They'll never it. play it live ever. Ever. I hope they do, but they never <laughs> yeah. will. Oh, no, they wouldn't cuz it would go against Tom's right, political right, beliefs. Right, right, right. Because Tom wasn't in the band when they put that out, right? I remember. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I. Oh, see, this is why it's a mess. This is why I can't go to the show because I'm going to watch two guys that obviously, they hate each other so much they've broken up like three times. But then they want, they're like, hey, but we could charge $700 a ticket if we decide to stop hating each other. So, like, it's so obvious to me that they're doing it specifically for money and because it's just like, well, what else do we do? Yeah. I think that Blink also kind of milked Skiba for what he could bring to them. Like, I think those two records really milked him like it was all basically mark and travis that wrote a lot of it and a little bit of him and i, I like the first record I'm, i believe he didn't have any writing at all like a riff or two he was brought in yeah but then california it, i'm talking about california specifically i think california yeah. he got brought in and it was done like mark and travis had written everything and it was just like here's your parts basically I be, I uh, but I believe. it wasn't even necessarily mark and travis uh there, there were there were other people involved. There, yeah there were other people that wrote a lot of guitar riffs yeah okay i've yeah. heard that too i've yeah. heard that too i've heard that too oh, yeah. for sure just, i'm with just, you on that just watching the interviews and then it's like oh yeah well this is how we play it because this is how it was written. It's like yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, it's like, dude, yeah. you're not a band anymore. You're yeah. a goddamn enterprise. You're putting records out for no reason other than the fact that it needs to be done, not because there's any art involved. That's why. That's why I started to lose it. But anyways, now he's back, and they're somehow worse. <laughs> I like uh, edging though. Like edging's a good song, and yeah. I'm really when you see the. I don't know if you follow Tom and Mark on Insta, but like their footage and videos and clips of them in the studio in the home studio kind of tracks. Like it's exciting to watch. Yeah, it's really exciting, and I'm interested to hear the stuff because their studio is great stuff. But like, if you think you're gonna get anything close to that when you show up at the gig, you need to understand you're gonna get an out of tune guitar, a guy literally not even trying, and then another guy trying too hard and failing, yeah. and then a drummer who's probably the greatest thing alive. That's all you're going to get. Yep. But now he, honestly, that's nothing. Travis plays the clicks now, so fuck him. I mean, that was Travis's thing. Travis's thing was that he was like played double time, could keep up 40 songs in a gig. I don't care that you're old. I don't give a shit that you're old. Like, it, that was your thing. You don't get to get famous and take all my money and then say, I don't want to do the thing I got famous and took all your money for, <laughs> which was playing songs fast and doing 40 of them in a gig. Now they play 20 to a click, and I'm fucking bored. I'm fucking bored. They give Travis a solo. Is he upside down? Hanging in a cage, flying <laughs> over the people like that's what he did when I saw him. Yeah. Like, give me something, man. And this is also contributing to the post-COVID show problem that I've talked about many times. All these bands are fucking broke, even the ones well, with money, and they're not spending money on fireworks and extravagant shit Blink like they at, used to. Blink at Coachella, they had a huge display behind them that played like 
good. Played videos to what they were playing. I hope it cool. cost a trillion dollars and made it <laughs> made it fun to watch because they sucked. Yeah. I hope it gave the audience something to focus on other than how out of key Tom was. Like that's oh man. And I saw him in 2011 when Neighborhoods was the tour. Did you yeah. see that show? Did you catch no. that? No, I didn't catch. I, it was at Molson Amphitheater. Yeah, it's called the Molson Amphitheater. Fuck you. And um, <laughs> I, at least it was then. Actually, now that I think about it, you know, because you can call yeah. it. You can say it was at the Molson Amphitheater because that's what it was then. Yeah. Anyways, um. And it was a really bad show. Like, I was like, wow, I spent $95 a ticket on this. And I thought 95 was bad yeah. in 11. Um, and we were in the pit. We were in the pit, so we had good. We could, we could. We were at the back of the pit. We could hear really well. We went right up to the, gar the guard. So I got to hear different parts. You know, I went to different parts of the place. to go, maybe the sound in the Apple Theater sucks, you know, because it can. And you he know? sounded just like that back in that time, too. Yeah. But maybe the sound in the Apple Theater sucks. My voice changed a little bit uh, sometime <laughs> around 2016. Sometime around 2016, I just decided maybe talking like this wasn't going to work for me. And then I started talking like this. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> and then all of a sudden. Yeah. Hi, guys. This is Alex, and I changed my voice. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Okay, so uh, so we're going to get into some Star Wars news right now, and we're going to do this now only because I've got so much to talk about. So Star you Wars. go first. So Star Wars uh, right now. I, I saw a video that was talking about... Uh, First off, last week we went over all the new stuff. So we're not yeah. going to cover well, the new stuff. No. So this is actually old stuff. Yeah. So I figured as much, but I didn't know that aside from voiceover work and the times he's taken off his mask, the majority of the time it's two other stunt doubles. Yeah, that play dude, fucking... The majority, Pedro's not there. Named Brendan Wayne and Latif Crowder. They weren't credited in the first two seasons, but it was them, and it's still them in season three. They're just now credited. So because of this, before season one, there was a pay dispute because Disney lowballed Pedro. Hardcore. Uh, because he was just going to be a voiceover actor. So Yeah, I, he's that, not that, even there. So that's probably why in, in the last episode they took off his helmet was to show, okay, we, let's at least get what we paid for. Let's take off yeah. the helmet and be like, but oh, that, it's Pedro. Just quick backstory. There was a huge issue with Favreau and... Pedro in dur during season two because he said I don't if you if you're not gonna let me take the helmet off once Grogu goes with Luke I'd like to be done with this he wanted a way out yeah. but he's contractually obligated to do the season three so that's why and this is where, what we're gonna talk to there's too many obligations and that's why everything's being half-assed Favreau's writing season three because he doesn't fucking care Pedro's voicing season three but not in it because he doesn't fucking care nobody fucking cares nobody fucking cares and when nobody fucking cares what's happening with the plot <laughs> Nothing's fucking happening. Anyways, yeah. sorry, so, you do keep your rank going. So uh, in season three, it was guesstimated that he might be open to a lower offer because he's been busier. But I, I, I disagree with that just yep. because now he's worth more. Disney laid off 7,000 employees. It sounds like they're trying to save money to me. <laughs> right? They lowballed him because they're hurting. Because yeah. they don't, because you go, won't go broke. And it's happening as yeah. we speak. Yeah. So anyways, keep at it. Keep at it. Uh, and then the other thing that I was reading was uh, about... Uh, in the finale of season three. Yeah, so just spoilers. We're gonna. I'm going to definitely warn you right now. If you haven't watched right now as we speak, when you hear this, the finale will already be out, but it'll only be out for a couple days. We're going to talk about Mandalorian season three, episode seven, which just came out, spoilers, and eight, which will have already aired by the time you hear this. What we're going to talk about in episode eight is probably what happened. It pretty much 100% is what's going to happen because we've got confirmed sources. So, spoilers. So, the article that I read talked about in episode eight... Uh, the finale. There's going to be a battle between Moff Gideon and Dark Troopers, and it's going to be uh, the Sasha Banks WWE diva is going to be there. Now, there's a lot of rumors that she's a bad guy. People think she's going to jump to Gideon's side. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe. 
I don't know. But uh, but she's there, and there's actually a photograph, and I sent Alex's photograph earlier, and in that photograph is our pal Gina Carano. Gina Carano! Garrett Dude! <laughs> yes! We're back! I don't know. We were in the car, and I said to Mark, how hard did they suck her dick to get her to come back? Because like, as far as we know, politically, Kathleen Kennedy walked to, into the Mandalorian when she wouldn't put the they, them, or put... She put beep, bop, boop under, the, under her pronouns on Instagram or and some stupid platform that everybody yeah. has. And then they were like, you can't do that, and sent her to all this training, sensitivity training for this stuff. And she's like, like I'm not a bad, mean person. I don't want to do this. And they're like, what do you mean? You don't want to do this? You must be a Nazi! And then they, got fi- they fired her because Kathleen said, fire her. Do it. Do it fucking now. I thought that was uh, based around her putting up the, uh, the neighbor's... That happened after the beep bop boop thing. That yeah. was after. That was yeah, the nail. But she wasn't fired then. So that was the nail. That, yeah. that was the nail in the coffin. Was the was the the neighbor don't yeah. don't rat on your neighbors meme. So anyways, uh, but the start of it was the beep bop boop. That's what she got in, into the the hot. Yeah. That's what she got into the hot tamales. <laughs> anyways, excuse me. So, like, and we all know, and we've heard that Fat John Favreau is not happy with Kathleen. Like, not yeah. at all. There's behind-the-scenes talk that he's walked away. Now, we got to have a little talk. You and I haven't talked about this, so this is... A lot of stuff me and Mark talk, we're, we're trying to prepare a good show for you, motherfuckers. Sometimes I like to drop something on Mark and have a legit... So stop fucking your mothers and listen. <laughs> and, and react to this. Um, I don't necessarily mean your mothers. No, but you, you got to be th- fucking like a girl who's your girl <laughs> who's also a mother, so... That could yeah. be like that's called a mother. milf fucker, though. I think <laughs> it's different. <laughs> yeah. Man, the second half of the show is a lot raunchier than the first. <laughs> I wonder why. Because this part's not on YouTube. That's why, bitch. <laughs> Anyways, the first, the, just so you know, the first half is on YouTube. The first half an hour of every show is on YouTube, and that's why we try to not to swear and curse too much, so we can uh, get into the more um, community Unres- unrestricted zone and uh, community driven. Yeah, uh, uh, Th- that, that's the gateway to. Corrupt your minds the rest of the way. So I got to talk to you about this. Is what I want to talk to you about. All right. Um, I'm really scared about Star Wars right now, uh, and I'm going to tell you why. There's a few things that have happened that are very, like I think, I think John's gone. I think he's out. I think he's already written. I think he's done. I think he's got other. Pro- he's got two other projects he signed on right now. One of them is an episode of Fuck. It's a big, big popular show that's got nothing to do with Disney. It's gonna kill me, and they want to. It's like it's like us or one of those types of shows. Like it's one of those emotional. I don't fucking. It, it's a show for HBO that he's agreed to go direct a, a, a season opener of. Okay. So he's already got other shit going on, and there's other things. Paz Vizsla, did you see the latest episode of The Mandalorian, episode seven? Did you see the? No, new no, one? not yet. Oh, okay. I'm I'm gonna ruin it for you. Yeah. I have to ruin it for yeah. you. You know, big big guy Paz, the big Mandalorian that was like. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The he, guy with the minigun. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. gets killed. Okay. Yeah, do you know? But do you know how they kill him? Oh, this is where this is where I get scared. Okay, okay. so he wa- he um basically is cut off from the other people. Right? They find a base on Mandalore where Gideon and basically the rest of the Empire have been hiding. Okay, uh, they get cut off. He's got his big gun and he kills. Dude, they got stormtroopers in Beskar. They're Beskar. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's like twenty of them. Yeah. Beskar, and he fucks them all up. Vizsla's a big boy. Yeah. He's got his big gun. It overheats and explodes. So he takes the gun, which is all overheated and slaggy, and he just starts going, boom, just beating the fucking stormtroopers in the best guard, snapping their necks, right? And you know what? This is how, this is, so in the moment, you're like, yeah, that's, you know, that's John Favreau, right? That's John Favreau's voice, and I don't think he's underneath it, but it's definitely his voice. 
<laughs> you know what happens next, dude? What? This is this is what's getting us going. Do you know what Praetorian guards are? They're the red guards from the last. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw a screenshot yeah. where where somebody was saying like. Yeah, but you got to think about it out. You got to step outside of the story for a second and look at this. Okay, the Praetorian guards are the red. Um, they wear all red, and they've got. It's who Ray and. Uh, who Ray and Kylo Ren fought in the last yeah. Jedi. They were made for that movie. Now in this scene, they've got Mandalorian eye slits, yeah. but the armor's the same. Who invented that? That's a Kathleen Kennedy, Rian Johnson thing. <laughs> so the Kathleen Kennedy, Rian Johnson bad guys, Praetorian guards, stabbed Paz Vizsla to death at the end of that episode. Who is John Favreau? <laughs> He's gone, dude. He wrote himself out of the show. There's a big metaphor there. A lot of us fans, us hardcore fans, are scared because Praetorian guards are not in anything else. Anything. In fact, if you look at the timeline, they shouldn't even exist right now. They were written. <laughs> they shouldn't because the Knights of Ren trained them. And the Knights of Ren aren't around yet. Yeah. So they're fucking with canon so they could have him killed by something from Kathleen's movies. <laughs> now, uh, now I, if I'm wrong, fuck me. Rip me an asshole next week and say, Alex, you're, you're, you're scaring us. What are you doing? But I think John's out. He's done. If they're going to give Filoni Star Wars from here on out. And well, now, unless Kathleen loses her job. If Kathleen loses her job, I think you'll see him come back. But I think John's out. Well, I was uh, Googling uh, John Favreau to see what they might, say what might be the big pro project you were talking about, but okay. it says uh, on Entertainment Weekly, John Favreau says he's already written the Mandalorian season four to fit with Ahsoka and other shows. Yep, that means he's gone. Think about it. Yeah. He could be gone today because he's already written it. Yeah, he wrote it so he could go, bro. You gotta understand. Then why do you think Mandalorian season three sucks? Because he didn't fucking care. Yeah. He knew then he was out. When she made him bring Grogu back in Boba Fett, he said fuck this. She said get rid of Cara Dune. He said fuck this. He's pissed. Now, here's where the hope... Now, there's the scary part, okay? Let's get some hope. Because Star Wars is about hope, right? There's always that fucking glimmer of hope. That's why I love it. Yeah. I don't want to be Mr. Negative. The hope I have is that he has said he's on Filoni's project. He said Filoni and I are making a movie about Ahsoka, the Mandalorian, and... and um, and that's, Boba what, Fett. that's what was released at the Star Wars event. Right? Well, they three movies are being made. One of them is being made by the Tales of the, or sorry, the Dawn of the Jedi movie. I believe, like I said, it's, I, I listed some directors that they're fucking with. Yeah. Um, the Ray movie is in right now in script mode, and I and and Kathleen, that's her big thing. She brought Daisy out, like she wants. To, her and Daisy suck each other's clits on a regular. You can tell. <laughs> uh, that's just fucked up. The whole thing's fucked up, and I can't deal with them. Uh, I am happy for Daisy, though. She's a good actress, and her character was poorly written. She did a good... She did a lot with a character that is shit. Ray is a shit character with shit script and a shit story, and I think she killed it. I think she did a good job. I like some of her scenes, and she's very pretty. I don't mind looking at her. She's not hard to look at. She's very plain Jane. She's very uh, Kiera Knightley. <laughs> I'm... But, buddy, you, me and Natalie Portman, Kiera Knightley, like, that's when I, you know... Like, if I'm having trouble finishing, that's what I close yeah. my eyes and think of, and ah, there we are. <laughs> anyway, but anyways, what I'm saying is, like, I really respect her, like, as a person and an actress. I don't respect Ray, and I don't respect what Kathleen has done to Daisy Ridley. So, I'm hoping this is redemption. Now, those are the two movies. The third movie is Filoni's movie that takes place during the Mandovers, post-Return of the Jedi, but before Rise of the First Order, and it, John is on it. John, excuse me, the only hope I have is that John's attached to that, and that Kathleen... It is known that if they don't have a movie out by 2025, Kathleen no longer has a job. That's a fact. That's yeah. a, She said it herself. That if they don't have a... And, and the key word to that they don't have a movie out by 2025 that I didn't use is successful. 
is the move. <laughs> because I'm not sure if you heard, but the Han Solo the movie. Keyword. Yeah. The Han Solo movie made $600 million and it cost $500 million. So it's not a fucking success. That actually, I think there was actually, it was even closer than that. I think it was a $60 million difference, yeah. which by the time they pay motherfuckers and put the marketing out, they lost money. But Force Awakens, Last Jedi are on the highest grossing movie of all time list as number, I believe, seven and 10. Yeah. Even though they're the worst Star Wars movies ever made. Like they're like <laughs> Revenge of the Sith, Empire Strikes Back. You want to fucking tell me that those and Phantom Menace, who made less money, are worse movies? Like, I don't care who you are, I'll come at you. I will come at you in any way, you physically, verbally, however you want me to, I will destroy you if you really think that those movies, even though they made more, are better. Yeah. It just goes to show how much hype they had. Think about it. So they had Force Awakens. Records are broken. Theaters explode. Well, I mean, they go, they go, The Last Jedi, same thing. And then they go, well, let's try this. But, and then they put out Solo. And everyone was like, well, I saw those last two movies. <laughs> and that's why the Solo movie bombed. Yeah. So that's on them. So she, I like the idea that she's going to lose her job. So here's where I'm at. I'm scared because if she actually gets her shit together and gets the Ray movie out and keeps pushing this leftist bullshit on Star Wars, and, and she's going to turn into The Last of Us. She's going to turn into the same shit. Guaranteed. So they, I think that's the direction we're going. I, I think the Tales of the Jedi, Dawn of the Jedi movie is going to suck. I think Skeletor is going to suck. I think the Acolyte's going to suck. I think the only thing worth watching in this whole fucking franchise right now will be Ahsoka. Everything else is going to suck, including Mandalorian Season 4, because John wrote three, and it sucks. And it sucks because he wrote it that way. John is so good, he can write something that will keep a Star Wars fan watching, but nothing good enough to keep you from giving a fuck. Yeah. And that's what he's done. He's a genius. He's a god. He can, he's literally got me watching every week excited for nothing to happen. And I do it every, <laughs> every fucking week. So that last episode that we put out where we were talking about, uh, where we mimicked uh, an interview yeah. with, uh, with Pedro Pascal. It's like, oh, so what'd you do? Hang out. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it was so good. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> so I, lo- good. I, I, I do enjoy our... That's what I'm saying. I was talking to you about how I think since we got this new board and with the last probably like, I guess six episodes we're yeah. in now, six with the new board. I think these last six, there's just an energy. And that's energy good. <laughs> We've had some good bounce back dynamics. It's also getting warm. There's some warm weather. Mark's in a fucking t-shirt for once. And shorts, yeah. And he's got shorts. Shit. I got the long pants, but I'm in a t-shirt. When's the last time we saw that? Like, I'm always down here in a sweater going, oh my God, it's so cold. So it's really nice. Sounds just like that. When yeah, I know. I do. It's like a little yeah. girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so cold. Mark, I'm cold. Hold me. But like, I just love that. Uh, I think that dynamic's getting getting better. I love doing that shit. But yeah, yeah. the uh, Pedro is like, I don't know. I get it. The, like, I just want to throw out there too, because I really, I like him. Like, I'm sorry, the more I see him. In shit and, and these interviews, like he's just a cool dude, and I love his. He wears these like really grandma sweaters. <laughs> he loves to wear like he's a tough looking guy, and he wears these grandma sweaters with one button done up, and he looks like my mom. He looks he wears the same clothes my mom wears. Yeah, <laughs> I love that about him. But anyways, have you seen that? What's that movie he's in with Nicolas Cage, where they're driving in the car, and Nicolas Cage has got the angry look, and he's just like, oh, "What?" Yeah. I see this in memes. I, I don't know the name of it, but it's. I need to Pe- see this movie. Yeah, Pedro Pascal is like this dangerous. I, I don't know if he's a drug dealer or an arms dealer or whatever, but like he he demands that uh, that he sees Nicolas Cage. So Nicolas Cage is sent to spend some time with him, and he's just wowed by him. I but lo- but the funny thing is, Pedro Pascal is a huge Nicolas, Nicolas Cage, Cage fan. fan. That's cool. Good. For, you know what? Good for him. He's living yeah. his dreams, and I'm yeah. happy for him. Yeah. You know, I, I I do think that. 
it's sad that he's most known for Mandalorian and he's a voiceover. And he, that's what he's got. I, because I think that first season he was in the suit quite a bit and got to field out the end. And by the third season, like, we don't need that. We don't, we don't need I, that. I, I just think if anybody's following Pedro Pascal, I mean, they, they know him for more than the Mandalorian. Like You're right. But like if, I, I, I think... I think he sh- okay. What I meant to say was he, that's what he should be most known for, okay. and they've wasted that role on yeah. him. They, he's become thin. Yeah. He's become the next John Boyega of the fucking Star Wars universe, and that's 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 Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy makes John Boyegas, and George Lucas makes Hayden fucking Christensen's. That's the difference, kids. Ugh, killing me. They're killing me. Also, means we're on the Star Wars topic because I don't want to waste too much time yep. on it. I, I got a little emotional at a few celebration moments. One of them was Hayden came out. I mean, you got to understand that Hayden got a lot of hate. I watched I watched when he came out. He cried. The crowd, the he crowd, cried. Yeah, he cried. He for sits there. He crowd. goes, you guys are making me emotional. And I'm like, oh, fuck, Ashley Eckstein said the same thing. That's Ahsoka's voice. Yeah. And and then they zoom in on him, and he's fucking up. He's, uh, he's crying. He's legit like, I spent 20 years being called a faggot, a dumb little, oh, look at me, I'm Darth Vader. You know, he got fucking... His career was destroyed because of his that performance. I don't like sand. How many people probably yelled, I don't like sand across the street to him? Like, he, he moved to a farm in Vancouver and never left because he hates all of you. That's what Hayden did. That's yeah. a fact. He fucking... If you're a Star Wars fan, Hayden Christensen hates you. He does not like you. Up until now. Now, this, this prequel era of guys my age that saw him when they were 17 <laughs> or 15. I love Hayden. Well, well, like, all the people that saw him and thought, like, oh, man, this sucks. And now when they put out, like, that new shit, and they're like, oh, wow, Star Wars is way worse. We, we should go back yeah. and celebrate this shit. We, it's, <laughs> it's funny how that seems like what it is, but I actually believe that it's just that, the, like, I was... That movie came out in 2005, so I was... 15? Like... It's gonna. I'm gonna say I'm not gonna be that critical at 15. I'm gonna be like, oh look, that's Darth Vader. That's kind of cool. Look, that, like the pretty guy turned into Darth Vader. Yeah. I didn't think they were gonna. I knew they were gonna turn the pretty guy into Darth Vader, but damn, they made that happen. You know, like, and I think that the only the the only reason that Hayden and got shit on and Natalie Portman got shit on and Jar Jar and poor Ahmed Best got shit on yeah. and poor Jake Lloyd, the little boy who played Baby Anakin in Phantom Menace as the 10-year-old or the 9-year-old, whatever how old he was, like that kid got destroyed, never did another movie, gave up the career, disappeared, nobody wants to talk about it, wanted to kill himself. Be like, that's because all these fucking baby boomers, they're always the enemy, guys. They're always the enemy. And if you are a baby <laughs> boomer and you listen to the shot pod, you're not one of the bad ones. <laughs> That's but, uh, right. It's very true. You will be celebrated. But th- the baby boomers who were the, they're the Star Wars guys, right? The baby boomers saw um, A New Hope in 77. The baby boomers made Empire the biggest movie of all time in 80. And the baby boomers all showed up and whined about the return of the Jedi because they spent too much time on Endor and said they didn't like the Ewoks. Oh, no, that was just me. Yeah, um, of course. You got to love the Ewoks. Ewoks. But anyways, like those, the people that fell in love with those movies saw the prequels and went this CGI, fucking Jar Jar Binks, fucking Hayden Christian, who's this fucking idiot 18-year-old kid? They're the ones that ruined it. And now they're all old and dead. All you baby boomer people are like in your 70s now or your late 60s. And you're too old. You're not on Twitter. You're not on, you're not doing, you're not important. Nobody cares about you anymore. You know, <laughs> nobody gives a sweet fuck. It's at least in the entertainment. And all those kids that you spoke over in 2005 and said, these prequels are shit, I don't like sand, is a poorly written scene, uh, the Obi-Wan fight is bad. Like, they ripped on the fucking greatest fight scene of any movie ever made, and people shit on it. 
I don't care. I will argue. I will show clip side-by-side shots. No movie has made two men fight and drawn you in. No movie in that way. No movie. Name me the, name me the movie that did, and I'll fucking argue with it. Phantom Menace. It wasn't as good as Anakin and Obi Wan. Uh, no, I still prefer Darth Maul. And I'm with you. But Darth Maul is a badass motherfucker, but there's no emotional investment with them other than the death of Qui Gon. <laughs> yeah, that, that was okay. You know what? It's still Star Wars, so I, I, I'm not going to argue. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. give it to you. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, outside of Star Wars, like, let's take it outside. You can argue about which lightsaber fights the best, but like, let's take it outside of it. You know, let's. What are big movies with big fights at the end? Like, real good ones. Like, there's there's some bangers out there. Matrix has got to be up there. I'm a big fan of that. I mean, my favorite movie right now is Bullet Train. You have to watch Bullet Train. Okay, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. It's like a good, good, good fight ending. I'm a big John Wick fan. I love the way they do those. I would argue that the Obi-Wan versus Anakin is greater than any John Wick fight. I don't care. It's better cinematography, better written, more emotional, and faster. You know, this is what blows my mind. You know, they slowed that down. They shot that at 95 frames a second, yeah. and you watch it at 68. Motherfuck me. Find me a movie that slowed down the fight between Tom Cruise and the big bad at the end of Mission Impossible. You find me that movie where George had to go, I can't program the lightsabers, so I have to slow down how bad, how fast these guys were. Yeah. They were these these men didn't turn into Anakin and Obi-Wan. They became them. They became when he dude, I loved you. That line, the delivery. Like you can't, I can't. I'll n- it'll never be like that again. Yeah. And I, I don't understand how somebody that appreciated Empire and the, and the beauty of Leia and Luke finding each other as brother and sister and the beauty of him accepting him as his father. Like that scene in Jedi when he, he says, yes, father. And he goes, ah, oh, you've accepted the truth. Like that was, mo- that's, that was the moment for them. I understand that those moments were there in the, in, the, yeah. in the OT. I get it. And they're important too. They're a part of Luke's legacy, which was ruined by the sequels. They're part of the legacy of... of, of uh, of Han Solo and some of his great lines. You know, when Han says, may the force be with you, but he doesn't believe in the force. That's an important scene. He's supporting Luke, even though he doesn't believe in any of that mumbo jumbo. You know, like I love, it does have his moments. And George just took those moments and went, let's give them cocaine. Let's give those moments drugs to make them just so much better. And they just blew up and they became Dooku versus Yoda. And they became Obi-Wan and Maul. And they became... Anakin and Obi-Wan, and they became Grievous and fucking Obi-Wan. On, uh, they be, that, that's what the, the, uh, a bloated version of those moments became. Yeah. And that's why I don't understand the sequel hate, because they took everything from the, the originals and made it better, except for practical effects. So they, really, if you hate the prequels, you just like... Pra- what you should say is, I like practical effects. That's all you... Because that's really the, <laughs> the difference. Now, the reason I think the sequel trilogy is good, or was good for us, is because... It taught people, like you said, to go back and watch Hayden and Ewan and really uh, respect the performance because people that I'm to this day, you and I have even argued about this, I think, because you're on the I hate that scene side and I still don't get it. The I don't like sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere and it's not soft like everything here. He's trying to fuck. He's trying to get Natalie's pussy. Of course, (laughs) you're going to say some shit like that. Look at this thing. She's. Made out of porcelain, for fuck's sakes. She's also the queen of the greatest planet at that moment. Like, if you're looking at in context, I don't understand the hate on that scene. Or the scene when, when they're around the fire and he says, like, you're in my very soul. I'm dying without you, please. If you, I, I've literally used this line on every woman I've been with. I'm <laughs> telling you, it works. If, when you look a girl in the eyes, and I, and I bet you, uh, uh, Tamara will agree, I, if you say, I will do anything you ask, you say that to a woman the way Hayden did, bro. Panty dropper. 
I don't care. <laughs> I mean, they might not just ask you for the panty dropper, but you'll get there very quick if you say that. The way he said, like, I got this thing for you, but I'll do anything you ask. If you tell me to leave it alone, I will. I'll walk away. But if you, if you, if if, if you feel the same, we should do this. Like that. Just that speech. That's the per. How many times in your life have you thought I like a girl and I want to tell her, but I don't know how? How many times? That's the ultimate thing for us to do is to come out, but still be man. Like we still have to be tough. We have to come off as a protector, but we need you to understand that we're vulnerable and that we can feel love. And and it's hard as a man to do that. Yeah. And Hayden fucking taught me, bro. Not my dad. He was nowhere to be found. But Hayden was there to say, this is how you talk to a girl. And I'm telling you, it worked. <laughs> I got married at 25, you know? <laughs> like I'm saying, like it, it, it was, I don't understand the hate on it. Anyways, I'm talk, doing a lot of Star Wars talk, but actually it's only been a few minutes. Yeah. Bottom line is, the uh, the and, and the reason that I, I even want to talk about this stuff at all is because John Favreau and Dave Filoni are, everything I just said, they believe. They very much believe that and they respect each part of it and then they they took all that love and knowledge and they made the clone wars which everybody can agree is a is a great show and they made rebels which everyone can agree is a great show you don't see a lot of people online going rebels were shit how often do you see that yeah never or clone wars what a dumb show it's a cartoon glad i didn't watch that and all you see is adults going wow uh they killed satine like this is a cartoon i watched with my kid and now he's traumatized i try like my i literally there's like there's a lot of people like don't let your kids watch season five Shit gets Maul comes back and he beats the shit out of Obi Wan. Him and his and, and, and like it's a bad scene. Like Obi Wan's got black eye and then he turns his lightsaber off and just starts punching him in the stomach. He's like, I'm gonna make you suffer, Obi Wan. Like he wants him to fucking hurt for time. Then he chains him up and just beats him for like a couple days until Anakin can find him. This is a kid show. Do they do that in the movie? Any torture in the movies? Not really. They cut the scenes before you see it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But I love that. I love that. Like that's that's why I'm I'm happy for that movie. But if Kathleen doesn't get that fuck up, doesn't fuck the Ray movie up, and end up losing this job, you know they're going to be in trouble because right now Filoni's basically full creative control, and but he's doing it against the grain. Yeah. He's and that's so when the Ahsoka show makes a trillion dollars and has all these subscribers and runs and is amazing, and then. She puts out the Ray movie and it makes fourteen dollars, and the only people there are her, Ray, uh, uh, Daisy, and Daisy's mom in the theater. <laughs> There's only three people there: Kathleen, Daisy, good, and huh? Daisy's you mom. Good. Yeah, I'm here, hon. Nobody yeah. else in the theater. Right? No tickets sold. When that happens, then they'll they'll figure it out and they'll yeah. drop her. So they're either gonna keep, they're either gonna drop her and things will be great, or they won't. And I will watch a lot more Sonic and Mario next year because <laughs> we know we're getting more of those because they're yeah. making mad money. Yeah. So I want to talk about uh, movie critics. So we've briefly talked about them before. All you need to do is look up uh, Rotten Tomatoes' ranked list of Marvel movies. The majority of movies that critics say were awesome weren't awesome. And this is why you can't trust critics. So the Marvel's trailer is out, and it's a whole lot of nothing. It doesn't look... Yeah, I, I, saw, I was like, I know that was your big thing. I was like, ah, Mark's so excited. And then I saw it, and I was like, ah, poor guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so the Marvel's trailer is out, a whole lot of nothing. It doesn't look good at all, and people on social media that love Justice Warrior agendas are saying it looks amazing. The trailer had a whole lot of nothing in it. I, I will emphasize that enough. Hey, uh, Mark, what was in the new, uh, the new trailer for uh, Marvel? A whole lot of nothing. Oh, just curious. The comedy in the trailer didn't get any laughs in my household. Uh, the only thing that looked enjoyable was the cat named Goose. He's back. He's actually a flurkin. That's uh, but he, that's the best character of the first Captain Marvel movie. The only thing I'd rewatch that movie for would be to see Nick Fury's relationship with that flurkin being the last time he trusted someone and how he lost his eye. Oh, yeah. That was the only tolerable part of that piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, Jude Law couldn't save that movie, and that motherfucker's made of gold. Yeah. 
So I, I bet you he can't save Skeleton Crew either. Mark yeah. my words. Yeah. So I digress. The list of Marvel movies that critic, critics say sucked were great, and the ones that they said were awesome sucked. Captain Marvel is proof of this. The audience score is 45%. The critic score is 79%. Black Widow had a critic score of 79% and an audience score of 91%. I would, okay, now, I want your opinion. Which You pick Captain Marvel or fucking Black Widow. Which one's better? Black Widow, right? I go Black Widow, yeah. But not just better, like... It's apples and oranges. Like yeah. it's like comparing S- Citizen Kane to Spice World. <laughs> That's the level I'm putting it at. Like this is a not. This is an s- insane topic yeah. that they're even comparing some yeah. of these. So I, I enjoyed that movie. I didn't like how they sex changed Taskmaster and had the character not talk. He's a very Gabby character that talks shit while fighting. That's ta- Taskmaster. It's hard to shoot that though. Yeah. Captain Marvel was ranked 20th. Black Widow 21, beating out Age of Ultron, which was 24. Multiverse of Madness got seven. I got a quick. Uh, I guess you're gonna get to it, but I'm so curious what gets the, the what, what what the critics say is the best Marvel movie. I need yeah. to know. So Multiverse of Madness got 74 uh, percent critics and an audience of 85 percent. That's a pretty average. That's are those are high, aren't they? Also better than Captain Marvel, but it was lower in their rankings. Quantum Media was in 30th place with a critic score of 43 percent and an audience score of 83 percent. Okay, well, well, critic score of 43. Yeah. Audiences are saying Quantum Mania is in the 80s? Yeah. That's surprising. No, because it, was, I, it was good. I know, but I'm just, the only reason I'm saying that <clears throat> is because I, I do subscribe to some Avengers nerd channels, yeah. and they don't like it. They, uh, they don't like, like Modoc. Most of them just say it was a mess. They yeah. say it was a mess, messy story, messy shooting, messy, 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 and I'm kind of with it. It was, it was messy because... Of the timeline, everything was crammed because, uh, what was it, the guys that did the CG on... Yeah, so this is the talk we should have. We're going to have a fun talk about how who does CG for Marvel soon. Yeah, but the, the guys who did the CG for, for uh, Quantumania, I believe they were there also the ones... One. Yeah, they, they get four or five places to do it, and then they, they bid them against each other yeah, to see but who I could be- do better. I believe, I think, I'm not... Don't quote me on this. I believe they were the people that did the CG on Avatar, Way of the Water. So I believe their timeline was like, okay, we just need something for this. So let's put something together, crunch it, blah, 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 done. Okay, Have cool. Have you seen that Go piece back of to shit this. yet? I haven't seen it yet. Everybody, I've literally not talked to a single person that doesn't go, oh, it's fucking amazing. Oh, my God, it's so fucking amazing. Yeah. You have to. What is this Avatar shit, bro? It, <laughs> the first one was Pocahontas. Goddamn scene for scene, line for line. There's nothing original. Yeah. Zero. Well, maybe this is the redemption then because it's a continuation. I of saw the story. Pocahontas 2. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to do yeah. with the story? Would so, you, does this, this is what I'm curious about. Uh, never mind. Fuck Avatar. We shouldn't waste more time on it, but it blows my mind. You know that that movie has now hit like number three. Right, the number one movie of all time is Avatar. Number two is like Titanic. And number three is the other Avatar movie. Like, fuck. Are, where? It's what, what, what about uh, Endgame? Because Endgame was uh, up there. Endgame actually beat out Avatar. I think, okay, so that's what it's, it's Avatar, Endgame, and then the new one. Okay. It's, there's only one in between them. I'm like, they're one in three? Yeah. These blue people that took a Disney story and just glorified it into a three-hour <laughs> bunch of horseshit? But you want to tell me Revenge of the Sith has bad dialogue? <laughs> Fuck! I am in this world, but I am not yeah. of it. So Eternals was last on the list. The list's ranking systems went by the critic score of freshness. 
Black Panther was number one, critic score of oh, 96, okay. and audience score of 79. Oh, my. Okay, so it's leftist propaganda. Yeah. So I love Black Panther and Shuri, but that's far from number one, especially since the time that movie came out. They'd already done their formula. We're but, talking about Black Panther 1, yes, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, they'd already done their formula, which is the hero fighting an evil version of themselves. Iron Man fought Iron Monger. Captain America fought Red Skull. Uh, then Win- uh, Winter Soldier... Uh, also fought the AI uh, was also against uh, Super Soldier but he was going up against Hydra as well uh, Thor was different because he was up against his brother but nobody liked the first Thor I love the first Thor I'm, yo dude I'm with you on that yeah. the first Thor was immaculate the second one Dark World yeah, was yeah. lame sauce yeah. it was only there to uh, per, per, uh, to get the Infinity War story ready yeah. so that the, the goo could become the stone that's its sole purpose yeah. and it was obvious in the writing and uh, and like the, but destro- the third one made up the one. destroyer as the enemy. I like that. No, nobody could. Nobody was taking down the destroyer. Uh, what we talking about Thor two? No, that's the first one. Is oh the, yeah, the no, big, yeah, the yeah. big metal yep, guy with yep. spikes on. Yep. Doctor Strange uh, was against an evil sorcerer, so evil Doctor Strange. Black Panther was against Warmonger, aka e- evil Black Panther. Yeah. yeah so I, it, I didn't like. I didn't yeah, like. So that, that was part. Marvel's formula: is they're they're battling an evil version. I'm of blown themselves. away. Civil War should have been the number one. Like Civil War is the best. I would argue Civil War is the best Marvel movie. But, uh, Endgame and Infinity War are pretty good, but you kind of got to watch them together. And it's really disappointing at the end of Infinity War when they all die. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. How many years to the next one? Like, so I get it. But that's why I think Civil War is a better one because it's a complete story, but still just as epic. So that's why you don't trust the critics. I also hate Tom Holland, yet still love Civil War. See, that's how good it was. <laughs> I can still like it, even though that I, the worst Spider-Man ever made yeah. was in it. I, I'm digging it. Yeah. <laughs> Mark does not believe that. No. I'm just a Garfield fan. I just and, I, and when they got Holland, I was like, "Why didn't you just get Garfield?" <laughs> but then I found out why because they yeah. were going to bring it all together. But either way, yeah. Garfield's my boy. So, uh, so Harry Potter is getting a TV show. People now are, the, the Fantastic Beast movies did not do great though, so I'm interested to see how this does. Yeah. So people are slash were excited about this. Then it was announced that J.K. Rowling was going to be an executive producer, and people lost their minds. Well, it depends <laughs> it depends which month it is, whether we should be... Because, see, we're considered, like, I guess you consider us uh, conservative. Yeah. So we're not sure if we want to see it or not yet because we haven't been told. <laughs> right? And now, a parenting tip from Daniel Radcliffe. You have to let children tell you who they are in, rega- in regards to trans rights and such. But uh, no, you don't. When I was so, a kid, I told my mom I was so, Sonic the Hedgehog. Does yeah. that make it fucking true? So if you're a parent, excuse me, a good parent, you're essentially in charge of your child's choices. If that wasn't the case, then when you tell your kid they're not allowed to do what they want and they say, fine, and throw a temper tantrum and break something, you don't just let the kid get away with that. You discipline the kid. However you do that is up to you. If your kid wants to cut their own hair... As a parent, you should shut that Hang idea just, down. Just, I just got to quickly go into my, I so, think I'm Sonic the Hedgehog, right? I made, I, this is a, a Mother's Day card that I made for my mom yeah. when I was five years old, okay? That's the inside. I signed my name, Sonic. Yeah. You can see my name is signed, Sonic. And I put Alex in brackets, okay? <laughs> now, my mother embraced this, and didn't, but, but, but she didn't tell me I was Sonic. Like, oh, my God. Every dumb little fucking kid wants to be Batman and go to school. Yeah. Like, it's just... And, and we've talked the other day about that kid that, that parents were five or six and did the trans thing, and now the kid's like 15 and wants to, like, sue his parents. Oh, yeah. doesn't know who he is. So that's 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 where, where the Alex's anger comes from. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. So uh, if your kid says, I don't care that it's bedtime, I'm not done playing, you take away what they're playing with and start 
the getting ready for bed process. Don't make me count to three. If your kid says, I want to be a firefighter, there's a huge, huge, huge chance that as they age, that goal will change. Yeah, right. If your kid says, I hate you, but you had a close relationship with them. I did want to be. The second you say, okay, fine, I'm going, and even pretend to walk out of their life, they'll eat those words. Right. (laughs) Your kid is too young and impressionable to know definitively what they want to be. Why do we have to tell people there's I'm not saying don't be supportive of your kid. I'm not. I am saying they're still kids and don't know what they're going to be from one week to the next. And as they grow and try to sort themselves out, give them some space and support, but don't let them be manipulated by anyone or anything. It can have some serious consequences to make a permanent choice at a young age. It's why kids aren't allowed to get tattoos so young. So now what makes the outrage... Or vote! (laughs) Like, fucking wake up! If they can make good decisions, they give them a ballot! Well, we gave you a ballot, and look what you did with it, idiot. (laughs) So now what makes the outrage with this show all the more hilarious is, so there's a large group of trans people and supporters who love the Harry Potter world in spite of the person who created it. Now, these people are still a minority, and yet they push so hard for a boycott to J.K. Rowling. If you don't like the person who created the world, go make the great value version of it elsewhere. <laughs> you know what just blows my mind is that, like, those same, what, you were talking about, like, people know that Disney gave money to the Nazis, right? If you subscribe to Disney+, Plus, you are some, if, if you're going to take that kind of stance where I'm not going to buy, we were talking about this when you were getting into Hogwarts Legacy because you're like, I'm going to do it just to piss off leftists. And it's funny because they've given you that power and they've only done that by really like just, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to make kind of make a point and I'm, I'm losing it here. It's just. Well, we, we made this point when we were talking about Alyssa Milano boycotting <laughs> Teslas. Right. And, right. And then she said. Tweeting she was, from an iPhone to do that. No, no. And then she said she was buying a Volkswagen electric car. And it's like, <laughs> wait. What? <laughs> Have you seen a picture of Hitler at one of his rallies? <laughs> right? Also, you know every plane that 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 shot down an American had a a Volkswagen motor in it. They made <laughs> aviation motors from twenty six to fifty eight. Like, yeah, yeah. it's it's it, it, well, uh, Tom McDonald says it best. Cru- you know, people talking about fuck capitalism, and they tweet that from an iPhone and sip on a Starbucks, mm-hmm. and they say fuck capitalism. It's just the irony. So you can try and raise a stink, but overall, this is just the next thing currently, right? Like, this is just biding everyone's time until the climate lockdowns come in and and climate takes center stage. So when it's election time, it's BLM at center stage in Canada. Black lives matter only once every four years. Yeah, but in Canada, it's indigenous lives. Yeah, oh yeah, that's our our equivalent. Then then it was the Ukraine war, which is still going on. But the big document that was leaked that shows the U.S. sending troops over there on the ground, uh, which they already had over there, but more plans, just no official declaration of war or anything. But anyways, they need a distraction. So hey, everyone, Dylan Mulvaney, who identifies as a preteen girl, uh, is now a partner partner for Bud Light. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh, and what else can we put in your newsfeed? That's also trans to get you distracted from the war. Oh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Um, the other, I, I, like I said, I got banned from Facebook for doing the, the the picture of the guy with the tuba, and he sticks the guy's head in his own tuba, and he, and the tuba is labeled trans propaganda, and and, <laughs> and, and the the guy's head in the tuba is labeled me just trying to fucking go through my day, kind of thing. And it's 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 true. Um, I don't even, excuse me. I don't even have kids. Like, and I I don't have kids, and it's getting to me. I couldn't imagine having a child in the public school system where they're coming home in grade two with like 
what was that? We were, I, somebody sent me a video of somebody at, a, at like a PTA meeting, like a parent-teacher meeting, and you know they're sitting there, yeah. they're they're in their speaker spot, and they're reading from a, a book that is read to grade ones. And she said, you know, my my kids in this class, six years old, listens to this, and they're talking about anal sex and masturbation, at, right like that, anal sex and masturbation, words written in the book, just like that. Yeah. And she's reading this, and everybody's like, okay, that's enough. We don't want to hear from you anymore. And she's like, but you're reading this, this like fuck you, like God, we're reading this book to my kid. I bring it to the PTA meetings, read it out loud, and say I don't think this is appropriate. And you're like, oh, oh, oh no, you don't want to hear me talk about anal sex at the PTA meeting. I don't want to hear anybody talk about my kid either. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's kind of become a viral video. And the problem is, is that like I think that this is all going to get confused for trans hate. This is like, they're going to just rope it into you hate people who are different. That's what they'll do, and it's just it's it's hard because like. Especially guys like you and I, like man, uh, we've been talking about getting Jaden on here forever. You know what I mean? Like I've got, I'll, it's a pretty big community in Oshawa. It's a big part of the music community. It really, like you got, you you can't be xenophobic and really function these days. Like you can't go out in a town like Oshawa, which is not a very big town compared to like the millions and millions in other places, without coming across a guy dressed like a girl in drag or or, or somebody that's obviously made the transition. And and it's just not acceptable to shit on that person or or not let them in your bar or not let them come up and do karaoke. Like that's just not it. That's not acceptable. That would never happen. There is no place in this city that if you show up dressed in what as whatever the fuck you identify as, that somebody would deny you a drink or a song or not sit at your table. Like it doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. Flat fucking out. So why why the pro- you know what I mean? That why the the school, the sheets in school, why the fucking Bud Light campaign, why, 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 why is it necessary? Yeah. That's what Dave Chappelle's big talk is about the, the LGBTQ thing, you know, is when he's when he's shitting on it. Yeah. Now, me don't really shit on it. Dave shits on it. I support Dave shitting on it, but I wouldn't shit on it as hard. <laughs> I wouldn't support Dave. I wouldn't. I support Dave shitting on it, but I wouldn't shit on it as hard as he does. Yeah. Mostly because I'm white. I'll be real. Yeah. I couldn't get away with it. <laughs> Okay, so we'll get into that now. So Bud Light fucked themselves. They hired Dylan Mulvaney, a, tra- uh, a trans that identifies as a 13-year-old girl for some reason. And let's be real. There's a million trans people they probably could have hired that would have made this go a lot better. Yeah. Was hired to be a sponsored figure for Bud Light. We'll go... Uh, that whole go woke, go broke, it hit them. They're, they're bleeding stocks. The although, parents- although losing $5 billion out of $400 billion is... Not, yeah. Yeah, their stocks have gone down more than 60%, and they've come to realize right now that they can't do anything. Not a single promotion uh, they hold won't get blasted by the former majority of Bud Light drinkers. No events, no e- no event posting on social media. They need media. to disappear for They're getting blasted. They're refusing to dis- disavow partnership as well as stand up to critics. So they're literally fucked. It's over. Now, well, no fucks given. I'm not going to be one to say, don't drink a Bud Light. If you want to, you do you. I'm not. My gonna- favorite part is the people who are like, I'm not drinking Bud Light anymore. I'm switching to Rolling Rock. It's like, yeah. oh, buddy, you don't even know. I'm not going to lose any sleep if they end up losing so much money the brand dies either. And shortly after I read up about that, I was watching my boy Jeremy from The Quartering on YouTube talk about uh, Anheuser-Busch's response. Uh, so there was a, a letter posted on Twitter. Uh, for- from uh, that they tried to manipulate everybody uh, with the CEO. So the CEO writes, as the CEO of a company founded in America's heartland more than 165 years ago. This is a great, I read this and I fucking, I, I, I cried laughing out loud. I, I, Please. I feel like there should be like some. Can you read it in like na- a Southern voice? Can you like yeah, read it in like yeah, a yeah. back end? Can you do I, it for I, me? I, yeah, I, I will. I feel like there should be like, na- like a nature 
documentary music in the back. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh. As the CEO of a company founded in America's heartland more than 165 years ago, I am responsible for ensuring every consumer feels proud of the beer that we brew. We're honored to be a part of the fabric of this country. And Heiser Bush employs more than 18,000 people. Manipulation part one, saying if we boycott the beer, we could affect the lives right, of 18,000 people. Right, right, right. Guilt trip, guilt trip. And our independent distributors employ more than 47,000 colleagues. Manipulative point part two, same point made with the first number they gave us. We have thousands of partners, millions of fans, and a proud history of supporting our communities. Right there, partner. Military, first responders, sports fans, and hardworking Americans everywhere. Which clearly you, I need a little more. I need hardworking Americans. Can you give me a little more? A little <laughs> hard more. Pretend you're American. hey Mark, remember you used to smoke. I need you to pretend you smoke in here. Hardworking Americans. There you go. <laughs> which clearly they don't if they randomly decided to pay a trans person for partnership because that's making their beer political. We never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people. I love your fucking accent. We are in the business of bringing people together over a beer. My time serving this country taught me the importance of accountability. Manipulation number four, someone tried to pass the buck saying it was a low-level marketing right, employee yeah. that decided on this partnership, which is fake news. Their exact words were no upper management was aware of this campaign, yet it's millions of dollars yes. invested. So you can just spend millions of dollars of Bud's money, and all you need is a security badge, apparently, <laughs> yeah. to get in the fucking yeah. building. Hey, yeah. I'm the janitor for Bud Light, and I just hired someone for $3 million. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So continue, sorry about that, so partner. Could y'all continue? Continued. And the values upon America was founded. Freedom, hard work, oh. and respect for one another. As CEO Alexander of Anheuser-Busch, I am focused on building and protecting our remarkable history and heritage. I care deeply about this country, this company, our brands, and our partners. I spend much of my time traveling across America listening to and learning from our customers, distributors, and others. Moving forward, I will continue to work tirelessly to bring great beers to consumers across our nation. <laughs> oh, and the C Amen, brother. And the CEO of Anheuser Busch, Brendan uh, Whitworth, is apparently former CIA. So that's yeah, got, okay. So no, that's got the people up in a stir. For some deep, that's some deep state shit, though. Yeah. Like, if you really got to think about that, so. My personal opinion on this, and I said it before, is that this is a 100% distraction. Like, it was orchestrated so that we would spend most of our show talking about it yeah. instead of talking about the BRICS nations and Ukraine and the, the whistleblower, which we're going to get to because we don't fucking care about Bud Light, okay? <laughs> so stick, stick around for the next few minutes as we tell you what is actually going on in the world while you're too busy getting a, renting a steamroller to go over billions of cases of Bud Light. Because those videos are insane. Yeah. So they partnered with uh, Trans, a low-level employee gets blamed, which doesn't work for the amount of money given. The CEO is outed as CIA, and he deletes his Twitter, Twitter account after making that apology. So was this an op install an agent at the head of this to push a narrative on people, but it didn't work, and in instead turning it to be the downfall of the company? <laughs> That's kind of an interesting... Wow, like... I, I, I was thinking if it's an op, it was like, well, this... Because here's, here's the thing with Bud... Because um, it is Bud, really. Um, they're worth so much that this loss is... And in a year, they'll be fine. They have so much stock trading. They have so many smaller companies they own. This is a hurt, but like, if they just shut the fuck up by this time next year... Uh, and, uh, and the only reason I say that, you're kind of giving me the are you sure look, there are other companies that have suffered similar 60% loss, these same types of losses because of some type of 
you know, something they done where they fucked up big. And I, I'm trying to think of examples, but I'm kind of mind farting. But I did a little bit of research, and there was two or three. It's like, remember in 2008 when these guys did this? It's like, oh yeah, that was bad. In the next year, their stocks hit back to where they were. It takes about 12 months yeah. for this type of thing to roll around. So personally, I don't think anything's going to happen to this company or any of those employees. I really don't. This is all part of a distraction. Yeah. And I think they've set it up like that. They're trying to make us feel like, you know, like that whole guilt trip. You said, what was it? What'd you call them? Guilt factors? What'd you say? What'd you call them? When you were describing your thing, you said, when you would say a line and then you would say that's, you know, they're using that line. Oh, the manipulation. Manipulation. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. So the, one of the manipulation factors that you talked about was um, naming the amount of employees to try and guilt you. You know, you don't want these people yeah. to go homeless, do you? Yeah. That number, I don't think, I don't think any of this, that'll change. I think that it's, it's, and, the, and I'm only saying that because like other companies have had these types of things. It, it's, it's part of a plan. It's like, pick a company that can handle a 60% loss and recover. It's like they they specific like I think you're kind of right. Well, why don't we send Brendan over to 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 Bud Light, and in if you know if we need to, there were so much they're, they're, they're the highest grossing beer marketer or whatever they you know they make a shitload of money. If anybody can take a sixty percent loss, they'll it'll be them and they'll survive. Yeah. So if we need to, well, if we need to distract people, we can call that in, and that's what they did. Right. That's what it's, that's what you're saying. And I, I know when you, when you started saying it, I was like I don't know, but now I'm kind of like on board. Okay, fuck, it makes sense. Yeah. So Dis- and the timing, Mark. It's, oh, it's the timing that's yeah. killing me. Oh, you're right, man. So Dis- Disney's kind of in the same boat. So Sydney Agudong is a Hawaiian native, recently cast to play Nanny in the live-action Lilo and Stitch, while people are criticizing Disney for whitewashing a character. Now, she doesn't look like she came from the British Isles, so I don't understand any- anyone's criticism of whitewashing. Also, literally every movie they've been pushing out, they've changed white characters. So let's say for a, s- a yeah. tiny second. They can't win. Like, come on. You give us black Ariel, we scream and yell. You give us a, a character that's pretty accurate to what they look like in the movie, and you want to throw a yeah. fit? So, Fuck, man. Yeah, so you're okay with white people being swapped out and not vice versa. Does that make you a hypocrite? Uh, does it taste like your own flavor? I hope so. But I will reiterate, she's not your regular Caucasian. Maybe the fact that she grew up in Hawaii should tell you she's perfect for Lilo and Stitch. Like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, like a native Hawaiian? And they want to be like, oh, I don't know about this racist bullshit. The movie's about Hawaii. She's from Hawaii. There's a problem here. Yeah. You know, like, if MGK could play Tommy Lee, then this bitch can be fucking Lilo and Stitch. Like, come on. Like, yeah. fuck right off. Rapidly growing, homeless encampments are springing up near LA's celebrity-filled Beverly Hills. The average home price is, sorry, was $3.5 million. The market value is about to drop. <laughs> what, what, what's going on? Oh, the homeless encampments. Oh, they're they're oh, expanding yeah, yeah, out yeah, to Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's the video I see of, you remember how we talk about Tent City in Oshawa? Yeah. It's, uh, dude, this is, t- this is a little bit tough to talk about. Like, Tent City in Oshawa is, like, it's a... Uh, it's it's interesting to go down there because half of me judging, half of me's like, get a fucking job. And the other half of me is like, this city has left everyone behind, you know, people that don't deserve it, you know? Yeah. L.A., you you, you take that same, like, weird, you know, because it's an awkward feeling to be almost kind of like, like, what the? You, you, there's so many you can't shit on the situation because you're like, well, like, there's no way this is all their fault because there's just too many. But the the other half of you is and and the L A thing, dude. It's like it's a true attestation to the failure of the United States of America. Like you can walk. Have you seen the footage? 
There's people walking yeah, their phones yeah. like this. It, dude, it's miles, miles, and miles, and miles. I'm not talking about a city block. I'm not talking about you could. The, the this is the okay. I looked this up. Okay, when you go to L.A., there's that strip. It's not a street. It's like in, it's a strip between buildings. There's a street on a main highway on each side, and this is the strip that their version of Tent City is in. Okay. If you got on Highway 2 in Oshawa at Simcoe and Highway 2 and you started going towards Whitby, you would hit Toronto. You would get to the Toronto border and you would not stop seeing that line of tents and homeless people yeah. if you were in a, that's like Think about that. I've biked that. I've gotten on my bike and, and I've biked to Toronto. It's about three hours you know, along Highway 2. You take your little beach roads yeah. and just imagine doing that and it's just nothing but Tent like millions. I can't. I've it's fucked. Like to, I've walked to the tent city of Oshawa. Like I said, and you get it's a weird feeling when your own city is hurting like that. Yeah, it really hurts. It's weird. It's, I was born and raised in this fucking place, so I do. I have this weird sense of like, man, like what the mayor. Every I just feel failure on every level. The mayor. And I want to talk about why is L.A. think want, this is acceptable. I, I want to talk about this weird sense that you have, because a lot of times when you're like, oh yeah, I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now, and it's like, okay, whatever. Alex says this. Okay, he's calling it now. But then there was something that you called. And I was like, no way, it's it's not gonna and and you were like bang on and I'm like, wait, what? Now I'm hard hearing this, but I'm curious what it was. So so I was like, did Alex call it? The last of us showrunners are now saying they may change up the fate of Joel. Yep. And Alex said because they need the pull of Pedro Pascal. And I was like, I, I don't care if you enjoy Bella Ramsey as Ellie. Ellie isn't the show in this case while everyone and, and i argued that it could have been i argued that with the right actress back in the day dakota yeah. fanning was that actress and i talked about ortega i could see a lot of people in the role that could pull, yeah. that could pull you in so that if they fucking killed so him, something it, you all missed was alex's happy dance for me calling him a fortune teller basically he called it kind of nice <laughs> <laughs> so the other funny one was the judgment day one i was like oh you know arnold schwarzenegger owns the word to judge like wait a minute holy shit <laughs> Every movie with the word judgment and it has no e. I was like, yeah. right. So, so Bella did an okay job as Ellie, but it, I would it, say it okay, been, okay yeah. is an accurate description. She yeah. wasn't horrible. I didn't see moments of weakness. Yeah, but it was just—it's hard to describe weak acting. Yeah. So I, I, guess, I guess listen to the shot pod so, when we're doing skits. So I guess the bigger question would who who could really take the reins of the show? Uh, it would all depend on who they cast as Abby. Which is her friend that kind of helps her. Well, Abby is the girl who kills Joel. And right, because of something, and you said it was something that happened in that finale. Like he, she was one of the people in the hospital that he, when he just desecrated. When well, I mean that out. that was the rumor thing is that that they were saying like, did you see Abby like in there? She could have been like the one that got away. But it's it's and, it's uh, along those lines of the the fireflies. What do you think they're gonna do? Do you think they're gonna I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, so apparently there was a vote put out, but I don't know if it was by the studio or anything. There was a vote put out, and the fans said, "Nope, Joel has to die." So I mean, but the they, show, they, they won't do it. No, <laughs> the show the showrunners have already changed the show so much that they're just. Gonna I mean, if on. they're willing to take two episodes out of eight, which leaves only six for story, and just dedicate <laughs> them to pure leftist propaganda bullshit and character development on people that do not matter. Yeah. Just so that you can accept people into the world, <laughs> you know, because that's what we're doing when everybody's turning into a zombie is worried about fucking acceptance. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? If anything, people would be more racist and more shitty about everything because they'd be like, hey, I don't like the way you smell. You can't come into my community. Yeah. There's zombies out there. Like, yeah. If anything, like realistically, it would make it worse. But either way, yeah, waste two episodes of an eight-episode series. Nine episodes. Sorry, yeah. What? That's still these. That's, <laughs> yeah. Even with that, yeah. uh, that I thought yeah. it was ten, bro. No, it's not. Oh my fucking god! So the creators of the game also said, uh, also the showrunners said in an interview, they have no problem with killing off characters, but we aren't constrained to the game. Now that's a scary sentence right there, considering everybody's like, oh, they're faithful to the game, and you know, and now they're saying we're not constrained to the game. That can, so, be, that can be interpreted a few ways. You could get scared by that statement and think they're going to run off the beaten path. What it would have been nice for them to say is we're not, um, we're, not we're not stuck to the game's story, but we would like to keep fans of that story intrigued. That would have been a better yeah. way to say that. There you go. Yeah. yeah so just like, I'm telling you, man, if you just put me into the interviews of half these people, I could save their shit careers so fucking fast. So just like the Halo show. We should write the new Star Wars. Yeah. So just like the Halo show, fuck the fans in their faces. So may the creators of The Last of Us destroying the hope of finally having a good TV adaptation of a video game. <laughs> I got something I want to talk about. Wait, wait, okay, let's talk about it. The Penguin! The Penguin! The Penguin! Oh, because there was that, uh, ah! it was like, there was, I don't know. It, it wasn't even that great, but it, it definitely looks like the, it's yeah, going to go so, in a cool so direction. It's, it's a teaser, but it's not a teaser, but it's behind the scenes. and It's just a behind the scenes so, on like, how they're shows, making it. It shows footage. You, you'll hear uh, Colin Farrell talk as the He's penguin. doing a monologue over the, the, the ad, uh, over the, the ad um, as the Penguin about how he wants to take over Gotham in yeah. character. Yeah. And, but, but the shots are behind the scenes. You see footage. You see car, cam, excuse me, cameras on rails. You know, you see... Makeup being applied. It's kind of cute. I like, but... Uh, see, no, it's kind of cute. I, but I kind of like that. I kind of like... I do. I think it's cute when a show that could make like an epic in Gotham after the flood, <laughs> the rise of evil. They could have played that, but instead they're like, we're making a show. It's going to be dope. We're going to play a monologue over top of it, but the, the vibe from the what you hear and what you see are different. I, I just respect, I respected the trailer. I wonder how it's going to be, because from what I heard, it's supposed to be like how the Penguin drama. came into it's the rise drama. of it's the power. It's a drama. So it's but, power, loves, power loves a vacuum, and he's about to take over all that crime that got flushed out when the Riddler blew up all the so, fucking... So it's, spoilers. So it's an in-between uh, it's, sequel. It's actually going it's, 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 it to... It's not a sequel. It's going to set up all the bad guys for Pe Batman 2, including Clayface. All right. Apparently. So, and it'll be about how the Penguin, because the Penguin's going to be his big bad. They're going to get Colin Farrell to be his big bad at the end of all this. He's going to fight Joker. He's going to fight Clayface. He probably might even fuck with Mr. Freeze. But the third or fourth movie, they're going to they're gonna do, they're going to make him the big bad. They're going to make Penguin and the I, I bad I love that bad. they're still doing it in spite of the James Gunn stuff. I'm really intrigued. Me too. I'm really, fuck him. I'm really intrigued to see the James Gunn stuff because, like, we were talking about the, the Supergirl stuff. It's, it's like yep. a darker, grittier story. So I'm, I'm about that. Keep it separate. Keep, you know, Batman's got a lot to offer. He's very three-dimensional, you yeah. know? So we've got Affleck, Keaton, and, and, and Pattinson. And, and Pattinson's is different than Affleck's, who's different than Keaton's. Oh, I've really... So right now, uh, Xbox... So Snyder came out uh, with yes. an announcement saying that there's a Snyder trilogy uh, that he's 
putting all his movies together as a trilogy. And right now on Xbox, I just don't have the money for it. He, uh, that trilogy is on sale for like 15 What's, bucks. What is it? Man of Steel, Man Batman of, versus, yeah. and then his version of Justice League. Yeah. Dude, I watched those movies back to back. It's like an eight hour run. <laughs> yeah. And it is. It's eight. Yeah. And I, but I love it. Yeah. I love it. I actually gave my, my mom was like, I need something to watch. Not like I think it was about a year ago, year and a half ago. Yeah. And I was like, Mom, I'll be honest with you. You need to watch the Snyderverse. I was like, you remember, remember Keaton? And she was like, yeah. I was like, I want you to imagine Keaton, but he's old. He's like 50, and he's fucking tired of being Batman. He's just killing people because he's done with everything. And Superman hangs out with him. <laughs> and she's like, fucking give me that. So I, I gave her Man of Steel, B versus S. And Justice League, and she's like, yeah, they're best, best Batman yeah. that you could, the best, not even best Batman, not specifically to Ben, just the best taking Batman's story and incorporating it, and then adding all the other characters. She's like, yeah, yeah it was it was powerful. The and best on-screen fight scene with Batman will always be that warehouse scene from Dawn oh, of Justice when he was fuck. trying to save Martha. That was nuts. I'm like, this is how you do the live did, it, adaptation? I don't think you, anybody will touch that. And I mean, Nolan did... Nolan brought fire. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about... You know what? I'm taking that back. Nolan didn't bring fight scene fire. Nolan brought story fire. Yeah. Nolan brought emotions. Nolan brought... The, the fights weren't overly exciting. No, they weren't. Now that I think about it, him and Bane, when he kindly, finally goes up there, he's like, I fucking found you! And he's like, oh, are you free charge? <laughs> or whatever the fuck they said. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes at him. It's very... <laughs> so it's like it basically He's like very tired. Yes, it looks like you moving. and it looks like me and Mark had a fight. Okay, it looks like <laughs> me and Mark got you know had a couple, and I'm a bit stoned, and we yeah, just like, their cardio's not helping them. But like I'm, I'm looking at thinking a Dark Knight. There was nothing big fight scene there either. It was the it was the drama. It was the the scene when uh, he's got him in the. What's that interrogation room like yeah. that? That's not a fight scene. No. It was the, the emotion. It was the heart. All your power and you can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me again. I loved uh, in I in loved dark it. in Dark Knight for me when he was taking out all the cops, not even killing them, but uh, oh, just in the building yes, because yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. Nolan brought Nolan brought it for sure, but it was it was just that's I think that's part of why Nolan's trilogy is so important to Batman and always will be, and I'm never gonna take away from it. And I would kill to see him again if yeah. he said he was open to it. If they did like a little flash jump or whatever, we were talking about the bat cycle <laughs> yeah. showing up. Yeah. Pachoom, pachoom. What was that? Anyways, <laughs> you know, just for fun. <laughs> Kind of like, uh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um, but the reason it's just so important is because, yeah, I, I don't, I, there's really no, if you think about it, what makes a good Batman movie? Good fight scenes, a really good origin story uh, video, and Nolan's trilogy had none of that. He had the weakest, he had the weakest fucking parents death scene. Yeah. He had the weak, weakest fight scenes. Matt Reeves' fight scenes were better than Nolan's. Uh, Man, even in that trailer, they when, were killer. When, even in the main trailer, when a vengeance, you, when, that's it. When the you subway. have Batman freaking out and he's like repeatedly punching that one guy down, uh, 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 and just and a thud, just a yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he's like spit coming out of his mouth when he says it. I love, I'm sorry, that's the epitome of a man that doesn't give a fuck. When he's talking and the spit's just like running into his beard or running all over. It's like, <laughs> I true, this is a bad time to fuck with me. It's, it really, I love that. Like, it's just something about that. You never see a girl do that. You know, girls are just like, how the fuck you got, I'm gonna get you. Yeah. So bad. Like, it's just, it's not the same intimidation that we have when we're like, 
the spit's running over my head. I love that. I love that. And then when he jumps off the building to get away from the cops. Yeah. Those are, and he fucks up and crashes into a bus. I was like, yes! He wasn't always Batman. Yeah. He was a dumb kid for a while. Yeah. Uh, and people, you know, people shit on the <laughs> Batman for that. I'm like, dude, it's character development. Do you not know what that is? Yeah. You think the first time Batman jumped off a building, he landed and went, I'm Batman. No, bitch! It took 30 years to get there. Yeah. That's the genius of Reeves. Yeah. I'm real yelling as much I, as I, I was loved, about Star Wars. I loved, uh, I loved when he got shot. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, you, you see him go down. It's like, well, I mean, this is the start of when he You're gonna was, go, was yeah. first experimenting with that bulletproof stuff. <laughs> and then you've got Affleck <laughs> wipes his chest off and then uh, does his warehouse scene. Yeah. Where's Martha? <laughs> like, I love it. I love it. I, I'm, I'm a fan of Snyder. I'm a fan of Nolan. Like, I just love Batman. I just fucking love Batman. And that's why they'll always focus on Batman. Because he's a moneymaker for him. And, and, every, and everything else has been you fucking think, up. You would think Superman would be the moneymaker. Like, if you like step outside of Earth, like you're an alien looking in on us, Superman is the one that should be the one. And he was. In the comics, he was the moneymaker in the comics. Batman was always successful in the comics. But it wasn't until the Dark Knight Rises in the 80s that it became an international multi-million dollar conglomerate it was not on that level when adam west was running shit. they had to change the lore of superman forever because people started to not like him for him being basically invincible and so like for the longest time superman was basically indestructible and actually aside that's from, not completely aside accurate from, aside from kryptonite the the main thing that could stop him on earth uh was magic Okay, yeah, but he 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 couldn't fly. There was a few early drafts and Where early he was just a high yeah, He could just jump over buildings. Jump man. Yeah. Bow. Oh wait a minute. You Bow. Quoted? Did you don't you did not? Bow. Just, did, did you just quote? Did you did you just quote Drake on our show? <laughs> what? Just, doesn't Drake have a jump man, jump man, jump man song? I don't know. I, 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 I don't listen to Drake. That's what oh, I was on a radio or some shit. I, I've definitely heard him say. Oh, I think you're a classic. I've definitely fan, heard the heard him say that. At, you're like I hate it. Aubrey, but I love Drake. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> fucking MGK. My boy Colson's calling me. Hang on a sec. Yo, what up? <laughs> yeah. Well, hang on. Let me talk like kids these days. Yo, what up, fam? Yeah, yeah, be on fleek. I, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done now. You got taters down my. Sorry, eyes. I answered the phone. That's not like kids these days. I got Let go goose under my mattress. Uh, <laughs> I am Drake. I can, yeah. I rap like this. I rap like that. I rap like that. I rap like all right, we're done now. All right. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to see this fucking Mario movie. Just saying Jumpman makes me think of that was Mario's original name. Yeah. And there's a scene in the movie where they're imitating that, and I'm just rock hard thinking about it. I, I'm really <laughs> excited for it. It's going to be my Thursday thing. I love and here, Now, let's talk. Can we get into that one now? Are we transitioning to a little Mario movie talk? Just a little bit. Okay. So we were talking about how much money it's making. And I said to Mark today, I said, you know, Sonic Movie 2 made $500 million, which is a lot of money. And Mario just hit that. Now, Mario's only been out for like 10 days, and it's not out. Now, I think that not being near a pandemic and being this far after the pandemic is helping with the quick growth because people aren't afraid to leave their fucking house. But I also think that it's a good sign. Like, I was worried when you were last, the one week I was kind of like shitting, like, fuck, man, this thing better not do so good. And then you're like, oh, it's destroying it. It's, uh, it's taking Sonic, and he's grabbing his quills, and he's just like, ah, please stop, Mario. And I was like, can you not talk like that? <laughs> but that's not what's going on. What's actually, it, it just, it, it is doing great. But I think it's it's actually helping the Sonic movies. I think that by the Mario movie making, uh, it is making money faster, but it's making around the same amount. 
that it's just generating more video game movie love. Yeah. And that's I'm about. I'm about that. I'm about another Mario movie. One fucking hundred percent with Yoshi in that bitch. Maybe even a Yoshi's Island thing. Like Mario's gonna go to Yoshi's Island and save this son. Jack Black is campaigning for Pedro Pascal to voice Wario. Wario. I don't know about ah. that. Wario. Know. Yeah. Wario. I'm a Wario. I'm ah. gonna win. Like, I don't know about that. I mean, it's it's originally Who the that? guy. It, it's originally Who the guy that? that voices Mario that does Wario as well. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. I will have to see the movie and I'll evaluate yeah. from there. Yeah. But one thing I definitely am excited about is a Sonic movie three coming out next year. But <laughs> and and I think that Mario generated <laughs> a bunch of. What? You can picture Wario going. I'm just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what happened in the second Mario movie? Ate some mushrooms. Hung out a little bit. <laughs> we were going to save the princess, but, you know, she's an independent woman. Yeah. <laughs> gotta stay woke. <laughs> That's one of the things that annoyed me a little bit, is too, is he's got to rescue Luigi, because if they made him rescue the princess like it fucking supposed to be, then well, Nova, the girls would be like, ah, we're not all damsels in distress. <laughs> I well, have a I job. Mean- I mean, he still, he still basically saves the princess. And Good. He okay. Saves. That's nice to know. I'm actually more apt to go see it now because yeah. I was, that was kind of my biggest thing with the story was like, when does this motherfucker save his brother? Like once in a hundred years and his brother did half the work to escape. Oh, no, no, no. It, I mean, in, it's in always ton, the in princess of, for fuck's sake. In terms of Mario stories, even in, even in the early shows and stuff, Luigi's in trouble all the time. Luigi's the a clum- bit of a retarded brother. He, he's, he's a very clumsy one and they showcase that a lot. This is my retarded brother, Luigi. <laughs> hey, that's me, Luigi. I fall down. You know? Like, <laughs> but in the games, he was dope because he had that run. That's the sound yeah. he made when he ran. And, uh, oh, man. So... In Luigi's Mansion, what I love is there's a button that you can push to call out for Mario, and it is the funniest thing because he's all Mario, Mario. <laughs> oh, you do a good, you do a better Mario. Luigi than I think. Yeah, and, and then and then later on, uh, yeah. you become small and he shrinks, and he's all Mario, Mario, Mario. It's so funny. And in this. When Luigi's walking around the dark forest with a flashlight, and he's like, Mario, I'm like, oh, yeah, yes! to call out to the See, mansion. and that's the type of shit, those little call, like, that's what Sonic was full of. Yeah. And I'm glad Mario took that and yeah. completely ripped it off. Because <laughs> that, right. let's be honest, bro, they made a Mario movie with no references to the game, so don't fucking feed me your shit. What do you mean, no references? To, oh, you the, mean, you yeah, mean I, you know that what? That still had references to the game. They called guys Goombas that looked like people in suits, dude. They weren't. They trying. still had Goomba heads. They weren't trying. No, they weren't. And they and and then that guy that was King Koopa, that's just and a dude still, with they a still had a dinosaur scaly head. They still had a dinosaur Yoshi. They had for four seconds, yeah. and it was covered in goo. And then you're like, what? But, but don't why? Thank you. you. Why would you leave him there? He's so cute. What a bitchy princess. And the princess. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Princess Toadstool? Like, she wasn't even as hot as the April O'Neil casting for Ninja <laughs> Turtles. Like, this bitch is supposed to be a princess. She's supposed to be the blonde bombshell. Fucking Margot Robbie is Princess Toadstool, guys. Like, she's in the Barbie movie. She could, like, why are they cast that girl? I don't know who was in that Mario movie as the princess, but she did a horror job. She was a horrible cast. Oh, but I, gotta, I have to see this now. Yeah, she's not cute at all. She's nothing special about her. And very it's been so long. Typical '90s looking. I just remember thinking, yeah, I wouldn't be working too hard to rescue that either. <laughs> John Leguizamo, I'd be. And the best part is Leguizamo played Luigi, and Luigi's usually a loser, but he was the coolest character in that movie. Anyways, I'm not shitting on Mario. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying Mario put a movie out and didn't really focus on anything game related, and yeah. that's how it went. 
Sonic put a movie out, although it took 20 years, and it was full of game shit and super close to it, and Mario was like, oh, that's how you do it, and here we are. Uh, and see, that's it, it, always going to be my opinion. It wasn't Princess Peach. It was Princess Daisy. Oh. So they did Daisy. Oh, my God. You're right. Daisy's different, isn't she? She's yes. the brunette. Yeah. I forgot that they called her Daisy. Can yeah, you show but me? They, but they still had the blonde yeah. as... Tell, like, really, though, like nothing, there's nothing special about yeah. that. Uh, and and there's not, not to say that women that aren't bombshells shouldn't be casted in movies. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're casting Princess fucking Toadstool, you get like a Margot Robbie type. They, they, <laughs> what I didn't realize is they had somebody in the Mario movie as a prostitute. It's like, oh, really? They They dabbled? <laughs> they got a little edgy, did they? they? Well, it's a dirty city. Remember, they go to yeah, that dirty... Yeah. It's the only city on Earth. Anyways, okay. Looking so, for a good time, sweetheart? <laughs> got any pipes no, that need clean? Pipe. <laughs> looking for a good time, sweetheart? <laughs> you like it? Yeah. You like it sticky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Morty, don't go over there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I am excited for the movie. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait for more of them to come out. And I truly believe that Sonic 3 is going to benefit from this. Yeah. Now, here's where I'm scared. You ready? Sonic Movie 3 has a release date. Do you know what that is? No. It's like November 2024. Okay. Do you know what also has the same release date? Avatar 3. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, they gotta change that. If they don't change that, we're done. Now, they will. I'm telling you. If it was Sega, does Sega make the Sonic movies? No. We both, I'll answer it for you. They don't. The reason they're successful, <laughs> the reason they make money is because Sega was like, oh, you want to make a movie? Can we? And they were like, shut the fuck up. I'm going to give you a bunch of money to shut the fuck up. Here it is. Here you go. Take it. All right. All Take right. it. Hey, Take hey, it, buddy. Hey, now shut the money. fuck up. I'm going to make a Sonic movie. Okay, but we want no, we want to make a game around it. We want to, no, 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 no. I don't want to talk to you, Sega. Shut the fuck have you seen what you did with this little blue guy? <laughs> we did. We've seen how you took a multi-billion, a guy that basically was like, I'm going to print money for you, and fucked it up. Yeah. So we're going to show you how to take a guy that, that's that cute, that well-written, and that awesome, and actually make money, you dumb assholes, and we'll let you know when we're done. And they did. And then they made a second one, and they're going to do it with a third. And that's how I know they'll move it, because Paramount's not stupid. Yeah. I fucking hate Warner Brothers. We talk shit. MCU's in trouble. I don't, I, they need to really step up their game. I love Feige, but let's go, boys. And we all know how we feel about Kathleen and how much I love John and Dave, right? So those are our big franchise leaders, and Paramount is not stupid. And they have Ian Flynn, who wrote Frontiers, all that you know story about the Chaos Emeralds and all that. Beautiful story in the game. Ian writes for the comic through IDW, and Ian will be part of the third movie, which is taking Sonic Adventure 2 and turning it into a movie. And it's going to be cool. It's going to be okay. very, very, very cool. And I think that the Mario movie's success is going to help it. I think it's, I think it's all, it's just going to make more kids want to see game movies. And I hope we get more Pokemon. Like, come on. Game Freak. Let's go. <laughs> Let's, we got Detective Pikachu. It was good. I, I would argue it was great. I would argue it was great movie. The Pokemon were done so amazingly. You know? And the story. I was like, I saw the story. I was like, talking Pikachu, Ryan Reynolds, what the fuck is this horseshit? Then I saw the movie and I went, oh my god you guys just yeah you killed it beautiful they they the advertising campaign was horrible because guys like me that were true to the red and blue era were like i don't want to see that but when you actually go see it it's red and blue era all it's it's just propaganda for you it's perfect so i want another pokemon movie too which is nintendo so you can't say that i hate hard because i don't hate that hard i want that pokemon movie i want mario movie to be out and make shit loads which it just did i want sonic 3 out in 24 to fucking put everybody to shame then I want Mario 2. I want Mega Man. I would love Mega Man. Oh, I, 
the things the the things I'm willing to do sexually to somebody I'm not attracted to in order to get a Mega Man movie done <laughs> are borderline pornographic. And and the last but not least, I want whatever I was just fucking talking about before that, which was help me out here. I was just I was at I was at something. I was building something there. I wanted another Mario. I wanted that and Sonic. No, but it was oh shit. I lost it. I totally lost it there. I was. <sighs> I can't remember what I was going with this, but it, was, it, it would work. Like the thing that I like the most is the schedule, right? Mario comes out twenty twenty three. Sonic comes out twenty twenty four. Mario two comes out twenty twenty five. You know, Mega Man twenty twenty six. You know what I mean? Like we can yeah. just we can all work together. We can, all, and I think that it would be sick to see all those studios keep that. The Pokemon. I was talking about Pokemon. Oh, yeah. So my yeah. So we got um twenty twenty three Mario twenty twenty four Sonic. And the 2025 would be cool for that. Like, bring bring that in, in uh, the next year. And now we've got uh, the, another Pokemon movie, like a Detective Pikachu well, 2 or whatever. You're assuming we're still going to be alive by then. Right? We're assuming that we can still eat and drink <laughs> the water by then. Right? Well, well, that's what we do on this show. We assume these things so that you do too. Because exactly. Like when we turn the cameras and the fucking recording equipment off, we're sitting around going, so I'll be surprised if we see Christmas, son. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be surprised. If the Russians aren't sending nukes here by Christmas, I will suck your dick. That's how confident I am we're all going to be nuclear winter holocaust waste. I'm serious. It's fucking nuts. Also, Tamara, what, have you, what are you pumping into me? Yo oh, ho it's, ho and a bottle of Yo ho ho and a bottle of And what if I wasn't driving? The <coughs> so <laughs> that's rough. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Oh my goodness. Okay, so what kind of rum is that? Dominican. Did you put whiskey in there with it? <laughs> Fuck it, burn. So do you want another one? No. So there's <laughs> so there's been a couple times now. Tamara's actually asked me for a shop pod link, and so I will go into Spotify and I'll I'll search up the shop pod now. Usually because oh to send to somebody. Yes. Like a friend. And, and usually because I'm posting it and then I go to search it up just to just to share the link when I whenever I post an episode, <laughs> it's usually within the first five results. So I don't know if it's because of our topics. It's not showing up in the Spotify search results. We are, however, still on Spotify. And if you Google the Shop Pod, remember the zero, we still come up the, the Spotify beginning? Yeah, the Spotify link is like the fourth one down. I'm gonna be real with everybody out there though. The best way to really it's just Google us. Like if you go on Google and you put the zero in Shop Pod, it's all there. Whether you want to Spotify us, Amazon Music Us, Stitcher Us, YouTube Us. Insta fuck us, face fuck us. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, it's all there. And I, that's what I do. When somebody says, Alex, I want to be a part of your shot pod, I send them the link, like you're saying, but I also send them a shared page of our Google search. Yeah. That sends to me, and then they can kind of choose their own adventure, is yeah. what I tend to do. Now, I also uh, I worry about that, though, because if I do the choose your own adventure, they might see that and go, well, I don't know which one of those. If you're, on, if you're on DuckDuckGo, which is the. Uh, I mean, it's the private search engine. Uh, if you search up the ShopPod, the first two links are ShopPod.com. That's amazing. That's amazing. The third one? www.theshotpod.com. The zero is in shot. It's our website, and it's all of our exclusive the content. The third link is Spotify. Fourth is iHeartRadio. Fifth is Apple Podcasts. I told you, it's a good setup. Sixth is actually our Twitter link. Oh, yeah, we're on Twitter, too. I forgot yeah. that. What's our <laughs> handle on the Twit realm? It's the shot pod. At the shot pod with the yeah. zero in yeah. shot. Motherfucker, yeah. 
Yeah. Consistency, son. <laughs> if you're making a podcast, this is how it's done. Oh, look at me. I'm rapping. I don't know what listen notes is, but apparently we're on listen notes as well. <laughs> well, we're on what? something else. <laughs> how cool. We're on a website that we didn't put ourselves on? Yeah. I feel amazing right now. Wait a minute. This is an FBI watch list. <laughs> back out, back out, back out. Um, okay, but it's getting, we're on two hours of the episode. Do we have topics we haven't sliced through? I, so, I wanted to hit Batman. The one thing that I wanted to talk about is now that the warm weather's here. Do you know where your clothes are? Buddy, I literally said before I left my house, you were downstairs waiting to pick me up. My girl's in, laying in bed in her PJs playing games, and I'm going, I need to find my shorts fucking immediately, but not today, as I put these jeans on to come into your car. So, <laughs> so no, I have not found my summer clothes. So, because this weekend was actually really hot, I was looking for more my shorts, couldn't find them anywhere. I have no idea. You know, if you take a pair of jeans be. and you buy a pair of scissors, you can make shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... so this weekend, I was my pay went heavily on my car and spring wear. What did you have to do other than that fucking oil change? I did the oil change. Uh, I also had to change a wiper. Wiper. Uh, I've got an air filter that I have to change. It's in the back of my car. Yeah, but who are you paying to do this? Because they're going to charge you no, with the ass. No, I'm I'm doing that. Do you I go get that. the part yourself? Because yeah. yeah, you know the so, air filter's eight bucks and they're going to charge you thirty. So right? here's, here's a screwed up thing. So I was like googling like uh, what bulb do i get for my blinker because i had to change my blinker light. yeah nine ten. so so i i googled it and or you're a thr- or you're a 30, it, 31 57 it was i think it was 37 57 37 look at me go but, but, i know my fucking part numbers yes, okay but, yeah 31 57 is probably the most common one but oh, 31 57 might have been it because when i got the 30 the, an amber the, the double 37 57 it had two plastic pieces on the side, which would go into the sleeve. Yep. But they were they were in the wrong location. Yep, yep. So yep. I was like, "What the fuck?" So yep. I just uh, on the wall. Did, did I, you? Tamara's I, just like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm just." I'm shaving. wearing this bitch down so I, it fits. Yeah, that's what no. I did. And clap for him with me because you know what I you know what I do at the shop when the ball doesn't fit. <laughs> the same fucking thing, Mark. You know how many people have driven off with a thirty fifty seven because the thirty one fifty seven wouldn't fit? Yeah, yeah. I'm with you, buddy. And, and it, it works fine. Does it blink? Yep. Is it amber? Yep. Does it have two condescents? Yep. Win. If you were tar- I get this motherfucker the shirt. <laughs> Winning. Yep. I'm telling you, Mark. I've never been more proud. I love it. I've done a lot of work on Mark's car. I believe we've graduated. He does them all the work himself now. <laughs> yeah. I could talk you through a motor swap at this point. <laughs> You've just that's a gra- I'm actually getting a little upset. Oh my <laughs> god, it's just my little my boy. My up. little boy. It's funny because Mark's like five years older than me, but still this whole thing is uh, oh my god, that's awesome. Good for you. But yeah. Yeah. You know one thing that we talked about on the, we were talking about this on another episode where we the first ten to twenty episodes we focused on a topic. We had a relationship yeah. episode. We had this we had that, we had a we had a car episode. The whole thing was yep. auto. And I feel like with this electric car movement, we've had a few since where we'd focus on, I think after the Super Bowl, we spent like 45 minutes to an hour talking about, oh my God, these twisted T's and the, the burps. <laughs> They're the worst. This thing They're not even carbonated. I didn't burp once on the Tahiti treat. I feel like I'm going to gag on this one. Fuck. <laughs> Anyways, they are good though. And I do like the mango props and down for the mango. Yeah. Best, best flavor. Uh, yeah, I like him. I liked it better. No, than I, I'm with I'm I'm with you, not you. I'm sorry. This is the best. One. I could drink yeah. seven of these, <laughs> and it's five percent. <laughs> sorry, man, it didn't work out. I, it did, it, not in every way. <laughs> we finally found something we disagree on, <laughs> and it's very small. It's a very minuscule <laughs> thing. Be fair, I haven't tried it. That's true. Yeah. Want to try this one? Yeah. Give it a shot. 
It's just mango. Yeah. It's it's a tame flavor too. Yeah, it's not it's not a sharp mango. It's like oh, subtle. Delicious. And it's it doesn't okay. even taste like booze. Yeah. Right? Seven of those, you'd be like, where, where am I? And you wouldn't even notice the alcohol. That is so good. And there's yes. not a lot of sugar, so no sugar headache. It's kind of low in sugar. Anyways, I'm fucking all about this uh, twisted tea mango. Yeah. You can use it to hit a fucking mouthy racist in a convenience right? store, yes. or you can use it to shot pod. <laughs> Whatever you want, it's fuck. And, and, is there and, anything it can't and do? And there's nobody on the can that is making me uncomfortable about my sexuality. <laughs> Look at the pluses. The pluses are the pros and cons are the pros are great right now. Yeah, I can't find a con to twisted tea mango, mango right now. Oh, people are gonna make fun of me because I look like a faggot. <laughs> you know how many times when I used to drink Mike's hard lemonade when I was like, a, you know, w- yeah. w- when you're in grade ten and you go to a party, what do you drink? I mean, if you were a cool guy, I'm sure you had a bud, but I had a Mike's hard, and I got called a faggot. Okay, <laughs> I had to throw hands at a guy in the front yard because I was drinking something that was sugary, and I'm very happy that in my thirties that is no longer a thing. That I am grateful for. Okay, it, it, I mean, eventually it gets to the point where you just don't really taste what you're drinking. Like I, I remember when uh, President's Choice. Dave, Kinda like eating pussy for three or four no, hours. You just when, don't. You, you, when, you lose the flavor after a while. When Dave from President's Choice came out with his uh, like his lemon beer, and and like to first taste it, I was like, for this- me, it's all about the Galen guy from fucking. Is he the PC guy, Galen? No, no, I don't know. Who Galen is? <laughs> no, he's the he is he's the president of President's Choice. His name is Galen Weston. Yeah, that's oh him. okay, Galen yeah. West. That's okay. who I'm talking about. He's yeah. a, he used to be in the commercials. I no, that, that was Dave from in the commercials. Okay, sorry, sorry, but there was you talking about Dave from Wendy's. No, no. <laughs> okay, okay, I, I'm with you. I, I feel you. I just I thought that uh, you know who Galen Weston is, right? Yeah. Is he not the? Am I not wrong in saying he's the founder of President's Choice and then the whole that whole brand of blah blah? That that's Dave. So okay, he, yeah, so yeah. So he would come out with his own brand of fucking everything. Gotcha. So, like, it was all President's Choice, but, like, it was all Dave Nichols. So he, ah, Dave Nichols. Okay, yes, yeah. I know this name. I know this name. He works closely with Galen. They're buds, I believe. Okay. Anyways, but either way. But, yeah, so, like, he, he came out with that lemon beer, and I was like, lemon beer? What the fuck? And then. I'll try and, anything once. And then I drank it. I'm like, okay, it tastes. You win. It tastes kind of gross. But then after three, I was like. Now I just mainly taste lemon. And then after five, I was like, I don't even taste beer at this point. <laughs> that uh, sounds like a win situation. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to be real. Like, with fucking, with, with alcohol, what's the better way? Like, you make an alcoholic beverage, you give it to people, you say try it, and you're interested in your feedback, right? What feedback do you want? Do you want feedback A, which is, I don't really like this, but after the fifth one, all I could taste was lemon and now I'm hammered? <laughs> or do you want first can... Oh my god, this is the greatest thing I've ever drank. I'm gonna drink the whole case. I I prefer now the, the first. I think it's the former. I'm with the former. No, just because I do know that like the guy that will drink the shitty tasting thing to five is a more loyal customer than this guy. Well because yeah. we're gonna get crooked uncle next week and they're gonna lose our money. Yeah. But well, the lemon I mean, beer <laughs> the lemon I'm, beer guy, he's hooked. I mean, because I don't drink a whole lot anymore well yeah me neither so, uh, that's so. actually one thing i was saying the other day when i was talking about we're talking about shit we're grateful for or whatever i was talking just i like to do that you know the thanksgiving everybody sits around and says what they're thankful for i think once a year is not fucking enough for that and i truly believe that i think when i have kids i'm going to keep instilling that we used to do this thing when i was a kid called high low it's a game you play with your family you ever play high low no. next time you and taya 
and maybe one of the your little ones is around and you've got like the group together to have a bite. I know you guys all sit at the kitchen table and do like a real dinner thing though. Like, but like when I was a kid, we did. Like we 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 do for holidays. Okay, yeah. So this is a good holiday situation: Thanksgiving, Easter, all that kind of bullshit. Everyone sitting down, you just say hi, low, and they have to give you the high point of their day, or if you haven't seen your kid in a few days or whatever, the week, I guess. And the low point. What was the worst thing? What was the shittiest thing? What's the highest thing? And everybody just goes around the table and says it. Yeah. You know, it's like naming one thing you're happy for and then naming one thing you're like, you know, I really need to fucking change that. You know, I'm tired of this this or that. And I was doing high low the other day with you know, and I and I and I hit it up talking about shot pot and I said, you know, one thing I'm really grateful for is that, you know, my family's a bunch of alcoholics, you know, on especially on my dad's side. There's a lot of drinking over there. And so I'm very Careful with that, right? Like we all know, I love smoking weed. We all know I'm the drug. I'm the drug guy. I'll pop a Percocet and fucking have a good night. I'll fucking drink. Like I'm, I'm a party guy like that. Or um, when it comes to smoking and that, but I do have a bit of a conscience with alcohol because it's, it's got a heavy foot in my family, and I don't want to be that guy that people like invite Alex and it's like, oh, he showed up hammered. Like I, I, I dealt with that a lot. You know what I mean? So it's, I'm very self conscious about that. Even when we're here and I'm in three beer, I'm three in, and I've got that little buzz at the end of the show, and I'm like. Calm down, you know, like, like keep your shit together. Like I'm very self-conscious of that because of the, the that shit in my family. And I said, I am so grateful for the shot pot because it is an opportunity to come in a controlled environment and have a couple drinks. And I always feel good. But then I go home and I, I'm a good boy. I go home and I have a little bowl and I pass out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a healthy way to go out. And I'm, but it's once a week. Every week I get to have a little drink and hang out with you and and not. So even if I've had a week where I didn't do anything else, it, like I feel like I got out that day, had a couple drinks with my buddy, yeah. you know, my friends, and and had a a time. So I don't feel this up because I I before this I would you know you go two weeks without having a drink or going out you you feel this obligation to treat yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that. Now, I can go all six days of the week and not have a sip of any alcohol and not feel the need to. I can go to the bar and be like, I'm going to have a pop and a burger, actually, when Sonya's working, and and be okay with that. Yeah. As opposed to if I didn't have a drink with you once a week, I think I'd crave that a bit, you know? And and, and because alcoholism runs so deep with us, I just got to check it. I got to keep everything in, in check and make sure that I'm not drinking more often than I should. It's nice to have once a week designated day to have a few drinks and, and, and talk and relax, and then go. it's game time the next day. I yeah. like that, and I encourage anybody who's listening to do the same thing. You know what I mean? It, it's summertime. It's easy to go out there and just drink every day. How many people you see online go, I'm cutting alcohol out for two months or whatever? You know what I mean? I've seen it a lot. I'm Tamara definitely not on that list, but I've seen a lot of people, especially girls, like, oh, my God, this is it for me. <laughs> no more wine. No more vodka. I am going to drink water for, like, three weeks. And, and like, two weeks later, it's picturing them in the bar. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? The effort's there. I just, I love the... This this is a better op- option, and yep. uh, if you're listening and you're not at work, <laughs> I encourage you to do it with us. You know, listen to the shot pod, crack a beer, crack something, and, and use it to relax. I've actually heard some of our fans like to listen to us in game. I've got people that put us in the headphones and they go to town in a survival game. Or uh, they go to, yeah, I've got a, another friend of mine that works in a machine shop that puts them in and goes to town and just cuts metal. And almost cut his finger off because he was laughing so fucking hard at something we said. <laughs> <laughs> looked up, looked down, and almost went through his hand. <laughs> you know? Stop podcasting my finger. <laughs> www. Oh my god, my finger! You know what I mean? But anyways, like, uh, and we appreciate that. We love you guys. Don't forget, you know, www.theshoppod.com, the zero in shot, Stitcher, all that. Share us as well as share the love, but share us. Share, share us on. Uh, or and and not only just share us, but like if you even just made a little blurb, like oh my god, I listened to a hilarious episode from these guys, LOL, and then shared it. You know what I mean? Just yeah. that little sentence would mean a lot, and people yeah. would probably if you make that personal line, like that's what I do. When I'm sharing something, like a funny video of a friend of mine, I'll be like, 
ha ha, this got me in a way that something else wouldn't. You know, just something to kind of entice people to go, well, Alex said something about it. Maybe I'll check it. Because when I say people just share shit and there's no comment, it's just the thing. Unless it's you or someone I really trust, I kind of just scroll past. <laughs> so I, I'll be real. We all scroll past. Yeah. So I'd be sick if you could say, hey, the shop pod's actually really, uh, really informative and fun. Uh, that'd be sick. But, you know, if you don't, that's cool, too, because we're going to take over the world one way or the other. We don't really give a <laughs> shit. There's nothing, nothing stopping us. And with that said, 74 is in the bank. You did it again. 74! <laughs> Episode 74 is in the bank. Yo, what's up? West Coast. We saw Stitcher. We saw YouTube. Apple, Spotify. <laughs> Amazon motherfucking music, son. What? Google. Alex 69 up in this bitch. iHeartRadio. www.theshotpod.com. Don't forget the zero. We love you. <laughs> we'll see you in. Peace be with y'all. <laughs>